What's up and welcome back to Bar Down Talking Hockey, episode number 51, presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and I just love the color green. And this right here, this is Joey Parisi, and he kind of looks like a little bit like a leprechaun with that hat on. And this right here, this is Frankie Mueller, and he was wearing an Alabama Crimson Tide hat until about five seconds ago when he realized what the occasion was. Guys, happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. I, I realize this St. Patrick's Day more than any other one. I own nothing green. And I'm sure Frankie might be in a similar boat. Because it's just not my color. I just don't have any green. I don't own a lot of green shirts, no. Yeah, no. I, think of any. I don't either. This hat, not mine. This shirt is like a Miller Lite shirt that I've had for years. And it's about the extent of my green. Uh, Minnesota Wild, the New Jersey Devil stuff is about the extent of the green ownage that I have. The problem with the Minnesota Wild stuff, it's like it's like a forest green, and that's not the green you really go for on St. Patrick's Yeah, the devil stuff fits a little more, though. Yeah, but then you got red. Yeah, like a lot. It looks Italian. Oh, like it's like more I'm red. To, I'm ready to wear that on St. Patrick's Day. It's not your hat, yeah. Joe? This? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is mine. I just got oh, it. You said he, oh, well, you said no, you didn't have the green. No, I, I just that. got it. And this, but this hat, like, this isn't like a hat you just wear, like, on a summer day. Like, I don't know. I'd I'm wear saying, like, thing. Yeah, why not? No, I guess you could. Yeah, it's rocking it during the summer. Sick. I'm gonna work on some of the wrinkles. This was the giveaway at the uh, Anaheim Ducks game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say it looked familiar. Yeah, you probably saw about ten thousand of them on the ice. Yeah, (laughs) Joe. Who's your all-time favorite, Patrick? Oh, that's tough. Should have expected this one. Um. I mean, first, I mean, I'm just going to save the obvious one for Frankie because I'm not going to even say his name. Um, there's got to be someone that I'm forgetting that I'm going to look like a fool for not just saying right away. For, for some reason, obviously, the number the number one that comes to my mind is 88. Frank, I'll let you have that. Um, Patrick Wisdom comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know why I think Patrick Wisdom. I have an out-of-the-box answer, too, besides Kane. Hey, right, what is that? I'm gonna like, think like way out there. Like Vinny's not expecting us to say this. Uh, I think I got I got one. I, I wonder if it's the same thing. Go ahead. Patrick Patrick Star. Yep, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, absolutely. from SpongeBob. Legend. Le- absolutely a legend. Patrick Star is a legend. I, I like Patrick Star. My all time favorite Patrick is Patrick Eliash. And it's not particularly close. So that's a, that's a good one. That is a good one. So Frank, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Frank's is 88. Joe, yep. yours is wisdom. Like, I can't think of another Patrick. I don't know. Patrick. Wow. Uh, Patrick was all right. Patrick Sharp. Patrick Sharp. Nolan Patrick. Sharp. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe. Joey's not a big Patrick guy. Do you know any yeah. personal Patricks? Um, I don't Pat. Think so. I mean. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Pat. Pat who? I don't know. Like, isn't our uncle I have a friend named Pat? His name is Patrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah course, that's... Shout, out, shout out Katie's cousin, Patrick Henley. Love that guy. He's outstanding. He's a certain. He's certainly a really fun dude to hang out with. I love anyone named Patrick. So that's is, Patrick, is Patrick like an actual Irish name? Yes. Duh. No. <laughs> like... Pat, Patrick. Yeah, Patty. Joe Joey's clearly already ready for St. Joseph's Day a couple days after St. Patrick's Day, which we won't have a show between now and then. Who's your favorite Joseph? Me. Frank? Yeah, it's got to be him. <laughs> uh, he's definitely not mine. I'm trying to think of who is. I don't even Joe know. Joe Kelly? 
Joe Kelly. We'll be talking about Joe Kelly a lot Joe tomorrow Kelly's on Crosstown Crosstalk. <laughs> we'll be talking about Joe Kelly a lot in his little – Oh, I love that guy. But we're going to keep it with the hockey on this show. And so in order to do that, we are going to go with period number one. Welcome to period number one. Blackhawks played the Bruins two times in the last three games. It went the Bruins way both times. And before we get going, we're going to talk about how we were there last night against the Boston Bruins and the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center. And in order to get everybody ready for this conversation, we put together a little bit of a clip of stuff that I put together for you from the game last night. Bruins, five, Blackhawks, two. What do you think? Shut out. Linus Hallmark, shut out. Four nothing. It's not going to be four. Charlie Coyle is going to have a goal. Austin might have Be ready. Blackhawks Bruins, Brad Marchand gave me a puck. How did he give it to me? Not joke. I don't get it, but I'm the bigger Bruins fan, clearly. I'm not. I like the Devils more. But, Brad, thank you for the puck. I'm very much appreciative. Joe, do you have anything to say? They gave me the puck. The puck was for me. It's my puck. It will forever be in my possession. Whose hands got it? He was looking me. at us. He was looking at us. We got it as a group. Go Bruins. 5-2 Bruins. He will open up with the Nosek line, their fourth line. And uh, so the Hawks, Derek King comes out with the Strom line. And this game is underway. Oh, Grizzly takeaway shot. Oh, good save and a rebound. Rebound hole. Big save by Fleury. Boy, the Flowers been great in the last two shifts. They could have scored three different times. Threw it in front, pass it like a blast. Save made by Fleury, and the Flower is on it here in the first 10 minutes tonight. Got the Brad Marchand puck. Bruins and Hawks tied at zero. Nobody could score a goal. Marc-Andre Fleury standing on his head. Catch after the third period. Cuts it, dropped it for Hall. A quick shot, save by Fleury, rebound. Fleury made a second save, maybe a third, then they score. A huge scrum in front of the net. The Bruins think they have scored and did not seem to be an indication from the referee. Now he does point to the net. Maybe Bergeron, but lots of hacking and whacking. Cade's able to come up with it. Back for McCabe, then across a long shot by Caleb Jones. They score! Tipped in front of the net, Brandon Hagel right outside the goal crease, able to redirect, and the Blackhawks have tied the game. Going at a great pass to Hall. He's in two on one center, and Grizzlick, he scores. The Bruins win. Grizzlick set up by Taylor Hall after the Hawks unable to get it out of their own end. And the Bruins with an overtime win in Chicago. The Bruins beat the Blackhawks in overtime. You happy? Ecstatic. Happy is not the word. I'm already losing my voice because if you're fucking get a goal, it gets waved off, so you scream for that, and then you get another goal, a game winner, Matt Grizzlick in overtime, three on three, enough said, Bruins win, Hawks stink. You got a little misty when the game ended, why? 
First time seeing the bees in this arena since like 2019. Of course, I'm gonna get misty. You know, it's my team. I'm here. I saw it in person. Finally, back at it again tomorrow night. Let's go bees. Floor is yours, my friend. I mean, where do I begin? Brad Marsh, and we start the night, he gives me a puck. I got the puck right over there. It's my puck, uh, not yours. Um, and what a game. The, you know, Pat said the flurry is sharp here in the first 10 minutes. He was sharp all game. Dude ends up making like 43 saves. Honestly, just the game should have been – I should have been 4 nothing. I should have been right, but flurry said otherwise, and it was just an amazing game. I, I couldn't have asked for a better outcome. Frank, I'm sorry that it didn't go your way. Um, I know you were probably watching it, but – I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better night. I, it was honestly like what a return for me to see my team in person other than uh, an OT thriller. Uh, just, I don't know. That was amazing. Frank? It was a little heartbreaking. You know, I wanted to see the Hawks beat the Bruins after losing 4-3 to three earlier <laughs> on in the week. Um, and the way the Hawks played, they played piss poor, but I, they, I thought they had a chance to steal one maybe in overtime. It would have been, it would have been more than steal one. It would have been complete robbery. Mark Andre Fleury is still one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. I don't see him retiring after this year, unless he really feels like I got nothing else left to prove. I don't want to play anymore, which I kind of, I would respect it, but it, like there's no reason to. He doesn't need to. It's like Tom, like Tom Brady, like why go out if you don't have to? Like nobody's forcing you out. I would love to see Fleury play for a good team next year and beyond this year. We'll talk about the trade deadline in a little bit. But, I mean, without Flurry, I probably would have been right, the 5-2 game. I mean, I think I think I could have easily been right. for Because let's not forget, Linus Hallmark was playing, like, the, like yeah, they only finished with 20 shots on goal. It was, it was like 12 going into the third period or something like that. But the saves that Allmark did make, he was making some big-time saves. And the, for a game like that, you need those saves. You're not so engaged in the game as, as the opposition – uh, so when when the chances are there, you need to be able to step up and make that big save. And Allmark would did just that. You can't do anything about that Hagel deflection. Who Hagel just scores every time I watch this guy play. And it yeah. almost seems like when a goalie's not getting a lot of shots on net, they're not warmed up as much. Mm -hmm. Like Flurry was getting peppered with shots, so I think that helped his cause a little bit. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, for only facing a certain amount of shots, I think Allmark did play well. I think a lot of goalies might have given up that goal. Late in the game, you know, after being outplayed or outplaying the other team the whole game, that happens a lot. Like, how many times I've seen the Devils lose a game like that? Like, how the Bruins played yesterday, where they dominate and then the goalie's cold and then, you know, they give up a late goal. That happens all the time in the NHL. So, credit to Hallmark, credit to Flurry. It should have been a much higher scoring game than it was. There were over 60 something shots on goal total, which is a lot for a hockey game between both teams by a lot. And, you know, it was an entertaining game to watch for one that didn't have much scoring. Um, I'm happy for it was, the bees. Uh, if I were a Hawks fan, I'd be annoyed because you either, for, for me, this is how I think of sports. I either want to be good enough to make the postseason or I want to be so bad that I get good draft picks and can rebuild my team. That's just how I view sports. That's how my brain works. Like, why wouldn't the Hawks want Shane Wright? He's one of like six players ever granted exceptional status by Hockey Canada. And the other ones that came before him are like John Tavares, uh, um, what's his name? Connor McDavid, Aaron Ekblad. Um, they denied Jack Hughes, who's like a superstar. They denied Austin Matthews. Like, if you're granted exceptional status, you are fucking awesome. And the Hawks are like, no, nah, we'd rather win a March 15th game against Boston with Flurry making 40 something. Like, it, it just doesn't compute in my brain. But 
Mark Andre Fleury, he don't care about Shane Wright. Like, to play, he's trying to do whatever he does. So shout out to him. Um, I love watching Mark Andre Fleury dominate. Yeah, it was. I mean, it would have been cool if it was against any other team. It was very frustrating from my point of view because, like, your team is outplaying them in every single way possible. the The Bruins were like zero for four on the power play. It was, it was, it was everything I wanted as a Bruins fan except the finish, and it was all thanks to Mark Andre Fleury. Before we let each of you get to your favorite team as a whole, I want to discuss this puck. The puck guy. Okay. It's, it's puck gate is what it is. It's puck gate. No, I, it's funny. I thought the same thing. It's literally puck gate. Everyone, everyone's asking us the story. What's the story with the puck? Who, who oh, got Because the puck? You, you keep telling people the wrong thing. It's not the wrong thing. My story is the only one that's 100% accurate. No, it's not. You're wrong. Yeah. This is what happened. Brad Marchand was – Brad Marchand, for those who don't know, he's the Bruins' Patrick Kane in terms of he's always the last one to get off the ice. No matter what, he waits for every single Bruin to be off the ice. I'm pretty sure he'll wait for the other team to exit, too. He plays rock, who... paper, scissors with Tyler Sagan all the time. I know. I wasn't paying attention to who was last between him and Kane yesterday because of Puckgate. I honestly couldn't tell you. Puckgate made me forget to pay attention to that. But Brad Marchand has one practice puck left on his stick. All the other pucks are taken care of and put away, okay? He puts it on his stick, and he flubs it. So then he starts dangling again, gets it on his stick. He looks in our general direction. I'm going like this. Sarah is standing right in front of me. I'm going like this to her. He makes eye contact with me. He makes eye contact with her. He makes eye contact with Joey. He throws the puck over the net or over the glass. Now, I'm not stupid. I'm not like the good-looking girl that he's throwing a puck to. I am no dummy, okay? I'm like the dude he wants no part of. So is Joey. He was throwing it to her. I get that. I never once questioned it. He was not throwing it to you. No. He overthrew it. I had to reach out my hand like this and Odell Beckham style catch it from behind my head. And I gave it to Sarah, who then gave it to Joey. I don't get what is so hard about this to understand for you complete dummy. You left out some key key details of this story and, and i mean while i was handing it to sarah i had to fight this drunk fat hawk fan behind me that tried to steal the puck from me and he was going to take it from sarah he goes oh you know i'll let the bruins fans take it this time i'm like yeah you touch the puck and you're gonna taste my fist yeah go ahead let's hear your <laughs> let's hear your lies couple couple of details you left out okay you're right brad Marson, last one off the ice you know he's He's messing with the puck. All the other Bruins players are gone. He he goes to flip the puck on his stick, all right? He's looking at us. He's he's looking at every fan. He's just kind of perusing perusing the glass, okay? Me and him lock eyes. Me and Brad, we lock eyes and you could tell like right when me and him made this eye contact, I don't know if I, I I'm pretty sure I I was like I was like I give him a thumbs up, I lip please or something like that. The second me and him make eye contact, me and Brad, not Vinny and Brad, not Sarah and Brad, me and Brad, he goes from my eyes to looking down. He flips the puck on his stick. He goes and tosses it to Sarah. This is what Vinny left out. The puck does not make it over the glass. The puck hits the glass and falls behind. And then it falls behind the bench, okay? So Brad Marshall gets up. He flubbed it. 
Yeah, but you didn't say he you didn't say he flubbed it and didn't get it over the guy. So that was attempt number one. It went from my eyes. Listen, Brad went from my eyes to the puck. He flips it up. He tries he tries to go to Sarah. He knew I was standing right next to Sarah. He knew me and Sarah were there together. So he flips it over to Sarah. He went from my eyes to the puck to Sarah. He flubbed it, picks it up, then tosses it with a little more oomph, overthrows Sarah, and you were there to catch it. You it's not your puck. I don't care. I what never claimed it was my puck. Yes, you did. I you you were you wouldn't shut up on social media yesterday. Brad Marshall gave me a puck. He didn't give you a puck. He gave me a puck for Sarah. No, I never once questioned who the puck was intended for. But technically, he gave me the puck. I caught the puck that he threw over the glass. He gave me the puck. I gave it away. No, you he he did not give you a puck. He gave my puck. We to interpret Sarah. it differently. We <laughs> interpret the same thing differently. Frank, are you Team Vinny or Team Joey and Puckgate? Here, here's here's the conclusion, real quick. Here's the conclusion. The conclusion he, is we all freaking got the conclusion the puck is the puck is on my shelf. It will be my. I will die with that puck. That's the conclusion. That's mainly important. You're welcome. <laughs> he gave. You're welcome for that. My puck. Here's oh, what it thank is. Thank you. This is the only only explanation. After all of that, this is the only one that makes sense. Brad Marchand gave Joey's puck to Sarah that Vinny caught. That is the only explanation that works. It's my puck that he gave. He, he doesn't even it. say thank you. If it wasn't for me, that puck would be in some fat, drunk Blackhawks fan's backseat under a Portillo's bag collecting grease. No, my puck. Yes. Frank, my puck. Team Vinny, Team Joey on puck gate. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> You got to settle this, Frank, right here, right now. I don't right? know. I, I'd have to see it. I don't know. It was. You want to see the puck? It's right over there. No, I know what the puck looks like. I'd have to see. Like, I wish it was being now? recorded. <laughs> From what I hear is Vinny received a puck. Yes. But it wasn't meant for him. No, it wasn't meant for Joey either. Yes, so, it was. No, it, was it wasn't. To me, if he's the last guy that Marshan looked at, then it has to be for him. Right Frank. Now. Use your brain. Use common sense, Frank. You see Joey's stupid ass cheesing with a stupid beard. Was Sarah wearing face. a Bruins jersey? Yes. What? He was giving it to the good-looking girl, not Joey's stupid cheesing face. Was wearing a Martian jersey? No, no one, was, no one was wearing a Martian jersey. No shot. Jersey. But when I mean to tell you that me and Brad communicated when we locked eyes, the puck was for me. He knew. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, giving it to the girl. He knew it was my puck. We were both pointing well, at her. How are you guys standing? It was me on the left, Sarah on my right, and Vinny behind and the bro behind us. That's how he was able to catch it. I, I never was throwing it to the group as like a communal thing. No, because like he, he, he was he, he, whoever he, gets it, whoever he gets was it. looking at. Do we think fan. that he has some sort of like Bruins telekinesis where like? You know, he just connects with all the guys, some kind of like supernatural Bruins fan. I do. I literally told Taylor Hall to have a good game before the game with my eyes. Taylor Hall was Boston's best forward. He was probably the best skater on either team. Um, Took a nasty uh, on the on that Bergeron angle. That was a skate, Ben. That we, I know. Oh, it was I, a I don't skate. Know, it was a skate that hit him in the face. Ooh, I didn't yeah. catch that. That slipped my Twitter timeline. Yeah. All right. So my but, recap on the game. The game of two nights or a couple nights ago where they played in Boston, Pasternak, that was a terrible refereed game on both sides. Both teams got screwed on different occasions. It should have been a covering the puck face-off violation by Halla, but right before the pasta goal. But also there were plenty of uh, things that led to the Blackhawks scoring. I thought 
Um, one of the goals they scored was on a BS power play that they shouldn't have had. So I think it evened out in the end. Pasta, you know, he's going to do what Pasta does. It was an unfortunate situation for the Hawks that it was with 17 seconds left in regulation and they got nothing to show for a game they played. I thought yesterday's game was uh, dominated by the Bruins in every way. The fact that the Blackhawks got a point is honestly remarkable, thanks to Flurry. If I like, I made it my point clear before. I know tanking doesn't work because there's a lottery, but like you give yourself a better chance. You know, the Blackhawks got to lose that game if they're going to rebuild properly, in my opinion. But I do think that, you know, the way that they, you know, Mark Andre Flurry is part of the team. So the Blackhawks deserve credit for getting a point because. Flurry's on the Blackhawks. You know, we give forwards and defensemen credit when they do awesome stuff as, you know, a part of the team. We need to do the same for goalies too. So as long as Flurry's there, he's part of the Blackhawks. So the team as a whole deserves credit for keeping the Bruins to one goal in regulation. And then, you know, in overtime, it's a crapshoot. Whoever gets the last two on one ends up winning the game in overtime. Like that he's very easily could have been to Brinkett and Kane too, but Hall made the first nice play and Grizzly was the beneficiary of it from the Blackhawks side of things. I know we talked a lot about the bees for my Blackhawks fans. I really liked Seth Jones's game. Um, I think Seth Jones had an outstanding game. There are a couple pass or knock chances that led to flub shots because of some Seth Jones pressure. Uh, McAvoy broke a stick. Uh, I believe that was a result of Seth Jones playing well. Um, I thought Kirby doc, had one of his best games that we've seen him have, even though he didn't have a point. Um, I, I would say it was one of his best games in recent you know, times. He's been good lately. Uh, you know, I certainly don't think – I think they're regretting that pick. I don't want to, like, harp on Doc. I think he's a good player just because of his draft position. But he's been good lately. So shout-out to Kirby Doc. That's what I got out of the game. Um, Bruins are going to go to the playoffs and either play Tampa Bay or one of the – either Florida or Carolina, like they're going to play a good team in the first round. So they got to keep, uh, keep on keeping on. They'll probably, I have a feeling they're going to catch the Leafs unless the Leafs like trade for flurry and they get that kind of goaltending performance behind Austin Matthews and Tavares playing as well as they have been. So, you know, shout out to the bees. I hope they go on a nice little run. Blackhawks got a lot of work to do. So I'll start with you, Joseph. Give me your spiel on the bees as a whole. Yeah, that game in Boston, uh, you know, it was pasta doing his pasta thing. But then that game-winning goal with 17 seconds left, like I'll be honest, it was pretty lucky for from a, a hockey point of view. A bouncing puck literally just goes right to pasta's stick, and he's not going to miss that chance. So that was pretty much that game. I was, you know, super exciting. Seems like these Hawks-Bruins games, no matter where each team is always at in the standing, they're going to be close, good games. But yesterday, um, I mean, that game – and honestly, like I had Charlie Coyle, I, I said he was going to score, and uh, I, I was I was so close to being right because Frank, I really want your opinion on that that waved off goal that Charlie Coyle ended up scoring, and the, then it was a big confusion. Like, is it a goal? Because you know we didn't have the benefit of the announcers kind of guiding us through that. Being there in person, it was kind of hard to tell. Like, okay, what was going on here? And I really wanted this goal to count because of a number of reasons. I, I had Charlie Coyle scoring. Um, I wanted to see an empty net. I didn't want to have to deal with overtime sitting on the edge of my seat. To me, it looked like a clear uh, missed call. I don't, I don't know if that's the Bruins fan in me talking. But, yeah, you, the the Hawks player goes into Flurry, but Flurry still has the opportunity to make the save. And it's not like the, the Hawks player was intentionally put into his own goaltender by a Bruin. It just was an unfortunate play. And I think that goal should have counted. I think they, they missed a big one there. What do you think, Frank? 
Well, you know, watching it yesterday, before all we saw the angles, it looked like it was going to be a good goal, right? The call on the ice, they called it a no they goal. called it no goal, mm-hmm. which was the call on the ice, which is huge, right? So then they showed some angles during the game that you guys weren't able to see, right? And they slowed it down. And from some angles, it looked like there was no contact by the Bruins defense, or not defense, whoever that was. There was no contact by the Bruins player. Right, but then they show an angle from in front of the net, or it was kind of an overhead that overhead view angle. And because the call on the ice is no goal, now that changes the whole complexion of it. Now there has to be a hundred percent conclusive evidence that there was no interference whatsoever on the goal, right? And from the overhead angle, it appears that part of the skate of the Bruins player might have clipped the pad of flurry, but if not that, then it also definitely hits the knob of the stick or not the knob, but the shaft of the stick in some way. And to me right there, that's not a hundred percent conclusive evidence that he didn't make interference. Now, if this goal was called good goal on the ice, I don't think there would have been enough evidence to overturn it. That little bit that you saw wouldn't have been enough evidence to overturn. So I think the Bruins got screwed by the call on the ice, but based on the rule that there has to be 100% conclusive evidence to overturn it, I think at in the end it was, it was a good call. And yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that completely because the call on the ice was, was no goal. That's what ultimately fucked the Bruins. I'm not saying they fucked up the review because it is so hard to overturn something. You need that conclusive evidence or whatever, but it just shows how that call on the ice is so important and key in a situation like this, because that ultimately is what fucked the Bruins that this game could have ended right there because the Bruins had to go on the penalty kill after this for a delay of game penalty, because it was a Bruce Cassidy coaches challenge that there was no goaltender interference. That's what was the review. That's what the review was about. So if the call on the ice is good goal and then Derek King throws a challenge, hey, there was goaltender interference. I agree. I think the call still stands that it's a good goal, even though they're reviewing the same thing. And then that would have put the Bruins on the power play. Yeah, but does that little bit of contact impede Marc-Andre Fleury from doing this double pad it, stack It looked like tried. it kind of chopped him down. And because the call on the ice was no goal, that that's going to play a factor in it. Whether it, yeah. whether it impedes him or not, that's just the rule that the NHL has. Yeah, no, and I agree. Do you think that if, if the call on the ice was goal if and Derek King – it was a goal, it would have stayed. And I don't it, think Derek King would have challenged. And you don't think so with a, a two one game? I mean, with what do you have to lose? Game, four four I mean, minutes left. You have to lose. Well, if you challenge it and it's not overturned, which it probably yeah. enough, then you're shorthanded. And are you going to score a shorthanded goal against the Bruins? I like my chance of scoring five on five against the Bruins or pulling the attacker instead of having to potentially pull the attacker with thirty seconds left in the power play with two and a half minutes to go and trying to do it that way. I don't know. I don't think he would have challenged it. Yeah, but then look I don't at think, it. From- I don't think there was enough there to overturn it either way. Yeah, look at it from Bruce's. Look at it from Bruce's point of view. He he had the boss to challenge it, and he was yeah, wrong. But, and then through. But his I got to be on... honest with you. I think the only reason he challenged it is because it was against the Blackhawks. If he was playing a team like Tampa Bay, or I don't know if he would have. I don't know if he would have challenged it. It was still a tie game at that point. You're going to risk giving a team like Tampa a power play with which could be a big game with points on the line, or potentially a team that Boston's chasing and have them go on a power play to potentially beat the Bruins in regulation. Those are crucial points. He figures, well, if I'm going to take a penalty against the Blackhawks, I mean, we could probably still rebound from it, and ultimately they did. I have a take. I think that was the most dog shit call I've ever seen in my entire life of any goaltender interference. Mark andre Fleury 
yeah, he touched him slightly. But he, it wasn't the – who was the forward who bumped him? I'd have to see it again. Was it Carpenter? He like threw his arm and his leg up. That was not a result of the goaltender interference call at all. He had like two full seconds to really like get himself in position instead of wailing his entire body back into, you know, submission. Oh, no, yeah. I'm talking to the Bruin player. Yeah, I think I guess the argument no. is that that it's Craig Smith who hits his, who like nicks his uh, blocker. Yeah. Okay, so Craig Smith comes in here, right? And he's gaining position in front of the net. Flurry still has the blue paint, so nobody's arguing that. Right Are you there, telling me that, right that little bump right there. right there. Flurry still has plenty of room here to get back into position and plenty of time as well. I don't know. I, I and I know I'm not the only one who thinks this. I saw like Bucci spitting chicklets, like all these guys. Tweeting about how like how soft of a call that was, how, like how I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me how that can be considered the reason that the goal went in. I mean, and look he at also hits right the shaft there. of the stick too. Say that one more time. He should he hits the uh, staff of the shaft of the stick as well. Who does? Whoever the Bruins, Craig Smith. Play, Craig Smith. He hits flurries. Yeah, shaft, watch. Yeah, you see, you see him hit the shaft of the stick when he goes. By yeah, I watch. guess right at the end there. I mean, so and, yeah. And if then, I mean, then the NHL's got to change the rules because off the NHL rule book, this would have to be a good call because they called yeah. it a good. They called they called it no goal. Sure, and I agree with you. If it wouldn't have been, I've seen so many calls that I think should have been reversed, but because there's non conclusive evidence to overturn it, and that's in any sport. I'm talking about NFL, NBA, whatever the case may be which I think is stupid because, like, the, you can't always, like, assume in sports it's got to be 100% conclusive video evidence, which is just idiotic in my opinion. Um, but whatever, whatever the case may be, based on the NHL rules, this would be disallowed. But like I said, if it was called a good goal, then the Bruins would have scored. It would have been – this wouldn't have that. been talked about at all. Like, this wouldn't be a discussion right now. I agree with that. And another thing that pisses me off, why does Toronto judge? Yeah, Why isn't it that. the refs? Like, I learned that yesterday. Goalie interference challenge by coaches is Toronto's decision, not the referees. Like, let the guys calling the game make the decision. So, yeah, eh, it was know. strange. So, Frank, what do you got on the Hawks as a whole? Well, you know, I'll, I'll start off with yesterday's game. Um, yesterday's game was fun for a Bruins fan, but kind of annoying for a Hawks fan just because of the way they played. Obviously, the Hawks lost the game, and they should have lost the game, and they, they were in a close battle. But for the Hawks as a whole, before the Bruins game yesterday, um, I like the way they've been playing offensively. They had six straight games where they scored at least three goals, which is very hard to do in the NHL, especially nowadays. And um, I just – the thing that I hope the Hawks could focus on more going forward is kind of their defensive system. And the Hawks did just sign Alex Vlasic, who is cousins of Mark Edward Vlasic to a two-year deal, I believe it was, which he's a defenseman, and hopefully he has, you know, he could help the Hawks defensively going forward. But, the, I, I mean, as a Hawks fan, I've, I've liked the way they played given how the year has gone. I've liked the year to gone a little bit better, but they've kind of sucked the rest of the year. So seeing how they've been offensively, seeing how well Flurry's been doing, um, some of the games have been fun to watch and some of them have been, you know, shitty to watch. They've been a very inconsistent team, which as a Hawks fan, I don't like to see. I wish the Hawks were more consistent, but you got to take what you get with them this year. And 
other than the game yesterday, they've been clicking on offense, but I just think they need to focus more on defense and we'll see where that takes them. There you go. I agree. I love Alex Vlasic. He was their first round, or I can't remember if it was late first round or early second round a couple years ago. But, you know, he's going to be a pretty good defenseman, I think. They signed him finally to his entry-level deal after drafting him. the first year of his contract, too. Well, if they play. That's what I heard. If he plays. I think he is. The rumor was they're going to burn his first year. If they let him play, I mean, that's an interesting decision. Um, I'm sure Mr. Davidson here has a plan, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I like Vlasic. Um, Joe, I hope you had as much fun at the bees Hawks game as I did. Cause even though we have puck gate and you're wrong, it was one of the best times of my life. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, it honestly was. It makes me, uh, it made me forget how much I love going to those games. Uh, seeing that team in person is just, it just hits different. When they come out for warmups, I get shaky knees every single time. And so it's like when you see Patrice Bergeron, he's usually one of the first guys out there. It's weird when you see him like in person, it's like you get that feeling like, wow, like there he is in real life. I've seen this guy so much like just on a screen and it's it's weird seeing him in real in real life but here's the puck in case anyone wanted to see it the official warm-up puck from march 15th 2022 they actually you can actually buy these things in the uh in the shop after games they take all the warm-up pucks and they sell them and they're like 35 bucks or something so the fact that we got this one from the stick of brad marsh and regardless of who it is it is forever all of ours and we will have it forever so that's uh that's enough on Puck Gate. We can finally put that to rest as it will Never. sit on as it will sit on the collection next to uh, our official game pucks. And I put it by the important pucks. You got signed stuff over there. So um I guess it's time for me to talk about the bees as a whole, huh? Yeah, let's hear it. They are playing some of the best hockey I've seen them play in a very long time. In their past 12 games, they are 10, 1, and 1, which is absolutely remarkable. They've climbed to a lot of people's top three teams power rankings regardless of still being fourth in their division only two points behind the Toronto Maple Leafs um and they just uh, this game yesterday just kicked off a four game road trip and this is obviously one of the better road teams uh so I'm not really too worried about a road trip here they're playing Minnesota tonight they got Winnipeg on Friday and then they close it out Montreal on Monday so I mean they started off this road trip with a with a two-point win in Chicago and we'll see how it goes from there but they are playing at they are playing literally the best hockey I've seen them play all year They're getting production from, you can say, all four lines. Yeah, they're not getting many goals from the fourth line with Curtis Lazar, Nick Foligno, and uh, Thomas Nosek. But, I mean, you can't complain with the way that line is even playing. Like, Nick Foligno just played his 1,000th career game. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit. But, um, yeah, and then they're getting scoring from the Charlie Coyle line, the David Pasternak line, and and then obviously the Brad Marsh and Patrice Bergeron line. So, you can't complain. They got one of the best one-two punches in the league right now, and Jeremy Swayman, Linus Allmark. Things are just going right for Bruins fans, and like if it was up to me, playoffs would be starting right now because they are the hottest team in the league. There you go. That's exciting stuff. We'll see what happens with the Bees at the trade deadline on Monday, which we will get to later in the show. If you're watching right now, make sure you stay tuned because we are going to do a full trade deadline preview. I have pretty much every name written down of players that are on the NHL trade block, according to TSN, which they, they're pretty plugged in. They know what they're talking about. And, of course, just things you hear through rumors and things I've been told and stuff like that. So can't wait to get to that. Make sure you stay tuned for period number three. But before we get to period number three, we got to go to period number two. And then with that, we're going to do it 
right now. Welcome to period two, where we're going to talk about the National Hockey League as a whole. Frank, it feels weird not talking about football at all. Uh, I know it is. I can't wait till we resume that because, you know, it feels like a piece of my heart's gone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this is actually our last show before we do our March Madness brackets, which is extremely fun. Maybe we'll touch on that in Breaking Bets because technically, technically doing a March Madness bracket is gambling. So we'll talk about it there. What were you going to say? When do I have to join? The, when does it like start? Uh, you tomorrow. got till eleven fifteen tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. locks at eleven fifteen. I can read it right away. Yeah. I didn't I join. I know you're tweaking. Well, he sends me the link when I'm driving to the United Center. It's like, what do you want me to do? I also sent it to you a second time. Listen, you don't want me in the league. <sighs> no, I actually really want you in the league. You're a guaranteed not winner who gives money to the pot. Who gives money to Frankie? I hope Frankie wins. I hope I I hope I give my money to Frankie. Frankie, I hope it. I don't win. The more win. you know, the worse I, off you are. The what? The more you know, the worse off you are in March Madness. I mean, I've seen a lot of people who don't follow March Madness win March almost Madness. exclusively. Well, I mean, come on, you're giving no credit to this kid over here. He's won. He's won. I won multiple. multiple times. Frank, yeah. you did not watch college basketball to the stage that you do now. Back then, no. No, but I have won it before when I didn't watch college basketball. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I feel like I, now that I'm dialed in. I think the more you know, the worse off you are. It could be. You might overthink some of the stuff. I but. think you, like, I do. Maybe I'm just a dummy, but I've been trying to say that on this show for how many weeks now? I so. feel pressure. I feel you, like everybody a lot of pressure. me to lose. Yeah, what? I mean. Everybody wants me to lose, I feel Not like. me. I want you to win. I don't want You're you to You're the win. only one. If someone had to, had to ask me, like, hey, do you want do you want to win or do you want Frankie to win? I want you to win. I want you to win. I, I, I feel pressure, though. I don't know. I feel like all eyes are on me because of the I comment hope, you make. I legit hope yeah, one of the three win March Madness, Fantasy Baseball, and Fantasy Hockey. I throw Dylan in there, too. I like when Dylan wins shit. But uh, these three and Dylan are, like, the guys I root for in our sports for March Madness. And shout, out to ba- shout out to Babu. I hope Babu yeah. wins. He's, he's watching too. Ooh, he's Babu. I, I take that back. Add him too. No, no, you got to give me that. You know I need this. <laughs> if Babu due. won fantasy hockey, I would be thrilled. He he's due. The one seed. He's due for a fantasy. He gets fucked in fantasy hockey every he single does. year. I he gets smoked more him than- two weeks ago too. It felt good because he's so good this year. Smoking this- him felt good. It was in like this- it was like a middling team. It would be like if the Hawks beat the Bruins. Like that's what it felt like to beat him. Yeah, and, and he deserves it, and he's having you know one of the best years in our history right now, seventeen and three with only how many weeks left? He gets boned by bad goaltending every year. Though. Has Even somebody ever year. gotten forty points? Last year, I, last year when the season got cut off, I was seventeen two, two and years two. Ago. <laughs> yeah, two and or yeah. You the COVID have. year, the first COVID year was two years, two seasons. But officially, ago. no one's ever gotten a forty. No, I was. I would love to – is he on a win streak right now? Because I, I, I actually hold no, the record. I just, no, he's not, Vinny. Good. I, I actually hold the record. What's the record, and, though? Because before Vinny, he was – I was he on like beat a, me, and he never beats me. I think I was on like a 12-game winning streak or something like that. He might have been. I'd love to see this streak. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually look it up at some point on Yahoo's because they keep history like that for all the years we've done it. He's definitely going to have – the if he goes 20-3, he'll have the best record of all time. Yeah, my rec- I hold that record at 17-2-2, two, and, two, and the season yeah. got cut off. I I missed, like, I got screwed out of, like, two weeks of fantasy hockey. That was so yeah. stupid. That year I made the playoffs by the skin of my teeth. I started the year 3-9. and nine. 
And I was better than you the second half of that year. And I won the first playoff game. And then I was winning the second playoff game, getting ready to face you in the finals. And freaking COVID. That was dog shit. I was so mad. I would have beat you too. This I is actually you, a big week for you too, then. I know. It really is. That year, I would have been the Giants and Joey would have been the Patriots. There's no doubt in my mind. No, my, I team, was, my team was ungodly. So were the 18 and 0 Patriots. And then the 9 and 7 Giants. I was the 9 and 7 Giants who got hot in the second half of the year. I'm, oh, man, that's so dumb. And I, there's no way for either of us to prove it. We just got to scream at each other about it for the next 20 years. Just like we're going to scream at each other about this team here that played in the Heritage Classic over the weekend against the Buffalo Sabres. The Toronto Maple Leafs were defeated in comeback fashion by the Buffalo Sabres. First of all, you enjoy it. Frank, we'll start with you on this one. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get to watch a ton of it. Um because it was an anniversary of mine, but congrats. Thank you. Um, thank you guys. So I didn't get to watch a ton of it, but I watched some highlights of it. And from the highlights I saw, was it a great game? Joe, it was, it was a great game. Honestly, it looked great except for the, I I didn't think those jerseys were going to be as dark made me dislike them even more than I thought. Um, you couldn't even see the word arenas. It's just like a bunch of T's. Like, like what are they? Just Toronto? Um, <laughs> the Toronto Toronto's? Yeah. Have you seen the Bruins jerseys? I hate stupid. those jerseys so much. Stupid. Stupid, stupid jerseys. Um, Austin Matthews has confirmed a dirty player in the league, and there's no place for him. Um, honestly, it's just a clown, clown thing, clown franchise. I'm so happy for the Buffalo Sabres. Big, you know, cap off, follow up that, that win against the Vegas that they had. Frank, you called it. You said that. Can the I Buffalo just Sabres... say I told you so? And I, I'm pretty sure, like I said, it, I would not be surprised. Like the Sabers in like those big games, the big stages, like it doesn't matter if the, the Leafs first place crumble. Team, the first place team is playing the worst team. It, it, it does not matter in those big stages. And then you mix in the fact that the Leafs crumble and the Leafs stink in big games, and uh, the the Sabers is you know those guys have have nothing to lose here. Uh, it was just a great display, especially from your local uh, your local kid, Vinny Anastroza, putting on a show. So I, I was happy. I made a little money on that game. Frank, you saw. It was two to one Leafs. I'll, I'll go ahead and share just so, you know, you, everyone knows what a what a great moneymaker I am. So follow my picks later in breaking best because I got some fucking heaters for you tonight. Um, two to one Leafs make it two to one. I think it was Austin Matthews goal before he decided to be a lunatic. And then, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna throw 50 on the Sabers to win this game. It was plus 425 for Sabers money line with half of the game remaining. I'm like, okay, the Leafs stink. Uh, Buffalo can easily do this. This is an outdoor game. You never know what's gonna happen. Leafs end, or Sabers end up winning four to two. What four two five two? I don't know. Five two. Who cares? Ended up making me 212 bucks plus my 50 back. So we uh, we had good that night. And I just whether the I know the Leafs weren't technically the home team, but they're playing in their home country. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're home, playing in their home country, I don't care what it is. They just do not play well at home. I've seen this trend for years. It just and it seems even bigger in the bigger games. Maybe that's why they don't win in the first round of the playoffs ever because it's a big stage, and maybe that translates to the Heritage Classic. But it just had the feel of a chokage to that game, and that's exactly what the Leafs did. And I just feel great for being right because i looked at the line the lace were minus 300 f on the road and i giggled yeah and, and it's actually from a hot like if you're a hockey fan and you're watching this and yeah 
you got this this superstar in the league, Austin Matthews, 45 goals. He's got a chance to score 60 first time since Steven Stamkos. It's a, it's a, what a great story. And then he loses his cool and just cross checks another superstar, Rasmus Dahlin, in the face. Uh, the nerve of this guy, there's no place like that in the league. Austin Matthews, I, the, the NHL was being generous with a two game. So I thought it merited at least seven, seven games for this guy. The, the risk of injury, the, the danger that he put Darlene in, you want kids to look up to this guy as an up-and-coming future Ovechkin. He's going to score 60 goals. This guy's about to score 50. He's got 45 right now, and he does that? And you only give him two games, a little slap on the wrist? A little slap on the wrist for Austin Matthews? The NHL's a joke when it terms of handing out suspensions to Austin Matthews. If Brad Marchand, let me tell you, that guy Brad Marchand, if Brad Marchand would have done that same thing to Rasmus Dahlin, he'd have gotten 15 games minimum. But Austin Matthews, a slap on the hand. It's an absolute joke. You're a fucking idiot. No, it's all <laughs> fact. It's all fact. He had two penalty minutes before that game. Yeah, he's a dirty player, and there's no place like that in the league. He was going to win the Lady there's, Bing until that game. There is no place for that kind of antics. And in the you are the biggest fucking, fucking clown. It's fucking in the history ludicrous. Of the world. Whenever the Bruins, the Bruins it's, basically it's kill ludicrous. people sometimes, and Joey goes, "No, it wasn't really that dirty." It's a ludicrous. You know, it, it's okay, Marsha and Slewfoot people. You sound so. Marcus Johansson got elbowed in the head. He never scored another goal in the NHL after that. Basically. You know, that kind of ruined his career. But, no, it wasn't that dirty. You know, uh, you just – I know it's like your little bit. It's a bit you're doing right now. You don't actually think any of those things about Austin Ludicrous. Matthews. It's ludicrous. There's no place like that in the league for him. I mean, he was he, – he still might win. I know you can't give the lady bing to a guy who got – To a guy who almost decapitated another up-and-coming superstar. <laughs> decapitated him. The NHL Department of Player Safety did accept his argument. That he made. I, I forget exactly what the argument was. I'm not going to say something that's inaccurate. But if you watched, which I know you didn't, if you watched the video that the NHL Department of Player Safety put out, they go through everything. And I don't need um, to watch the video. The NHL Department of Player Safety is run by a bunch of dummies. You are unbelievable. I do agree, though, that some of the suspensions they hand out. are. Oh, amazing. no, there's no doubt about it. Zero but consistency in the league. Joey's Joey's playing games. But, playing games. Um, look at that. Vicious. Vicious. I don't even want to watch it. I don't even I can't even look. This is a game I love. And you expect children to watch and look up to this kid. Little kids in Arizona fucking want to play in the NHL, think they have a chance, and then they see Pablo do shit like this. It disgusts <laughs> me. God. You're you're honestly unbelievable. You just hate the leaves. You hate the leaves that much. Uh, you know what's fucking funny? Joey would claim the Leafs aren't his least favorite team in the NHL. He hates the Habs more, which more is the biggest fucking lie in the history of mankind. He would root for anyone over the Leafs. If the Cubs, jo- Joey's Mr. Cub hater. Don't let him I'm not Mr. Cub hater. You I'm are. Not, no, you are. I'm not. No, I am no, not Mr. Cub hater. I'm, I you would are. go to a Cubs game. If someone, if someone begged me to throw on a Cubs hat, I probably would. I am not. You to throw on a Leafs hat, you probably would. No, I wouldn't. Dude, You're the Cubs hater. I I didn't deny that. I am not a Cubs hater. I I wore blue. No. I wore blue to a Wrigley Field game against the Reds. I wore a blue shirt. Who you rooted for the Reds though? I wore a blue shirt. I didn't give a fuck who won. You are so full of it. 
Or was you it the Giants? Were, I asked you if you would go to the Field of Dreams next year. Who would you root for? In but I'm saying, game. regardless, regardless, In regardless, you don't game. like them. You don't like them. I wouldn't. But guys, five minutes deep for fighting. Let me tell you, if we went to a Leafs uh, Ducks, you know, I like the Ducks. That's a bad example. If we went to a Leafs Senators game in Toronto. I don't like the Senators at all. I am not wearing a blue shirt. I will go to Wrigley Field and wear a blue shirt. So okay. how are you going to compare that to the to the Cubs? I'm, I'm not saying you would root for them against the Leafs in like a golf tournament or something. I like the I like a lot of guys on the Cubs. Well, so do I. That means nothing. You like a lot of guys on the Leafs, probably. Uh, yeah, if I like a lot of guys on the Cubs, I like Wrigley Field. Then I obviously I kind of like the Cubs. I've I, I I rooted for Patrick Wisdom a lot last year. So did I. He was my guy. We never. I never once brought up individuals. We all know that athletes are really just guys trying to do their thing. Frank, where where do you stand on the Austin Matthews thing? I do think it deserved a penalty because it did look pretty vicious. I mean, he almost took his head off. Sure. Um, I know Joey's going to hate this. If he was injured, he probably would have got more. Oh, right? 100%. That's why That's why the NHL Department of Player Safety is a joke. I, I knew you would hate that for me saying that, Joe. Um, t- I mean, two games was fair, in my opinion. I mean, nothing else really came out of it here. I mean, yeah, it, it was very dangerous. Maybe – he gets an extra one just because I mean, just look at it. It is it is hard to watch sometimes because he almost jumps I mean, just to hit him in the and, head. And just think how dangerous that could actually be. Like he does it thinking nothing's gonna come out of it. But I don't think he should have got like seven. I mean, that would have been a little I mean, if he was out for the year with a, a broken neck, probably would have been suspended for the whole year or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think it, it deserves suspension. I think two is reasonable. Two is perfect. Two is absolutely perfect. Um, he was always getting supplemental discipline. It was a dirty play. Absolutely. Nobody's denying that it was a dirty play. He cross-tracked him in the face. But he's no injury suspension. I'm pretty sure I'm right. He only had two penalty minutes. If I know he was in Lady Bing conversation because they always do like, um, you know, they're like halfway awards or whatever, like halfway through the season, like the NHL writers do their heart and like Austin Matthews was the lady Bing winger winner up to that point. I don't even know who would win it anymore at this point. I mean, who are some of the usual suspects? I think it's something you'd have to like look up. Like you don't just know. Like, you also, you'd have to like... It's also kind of opinion based. Like who's gentlemanly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. I'm pretty sure Tyler Sagan's like always up there. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Guys like Dad, Dad, Patrick like Kane was not when he huh? was in the league. Datsuk when he was in the league. Yeah, Datsuk was he like won it like multiple times, didn't he? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Kane has been nominated. I think Taves have been nominated before. I'm pretty sure. You know who might be in the mix? Who? Jack Hughes. Yeah. How many games do you have to play though? Jack has enough. No, I'm not saying in terms of Jack, but just in general. Like, what's the rule? You should probably have played. Because I'm sure there's a ton of guys in the NHL of zero penalty minutes, but they yeah, only like yeah. five games. There's yeah, and, like, I want to know like the actual requirements to win. It. And average time on ice probably plays a factor. Like if you got a guy who's playing ten minutes of ice time just because he's a fourth line guy and just doesn't take penalties. Like, yeah, if Jack Hughes goes to the end of the season with zero penalty minutes, and I think if he plays every game the rest of the way, he'll be in the mid sixties. That's Lady Bing, or wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, especially he, if he's putting up point per game like he is. Uh, well, he, 
he's been two points per game since February 1st, basically. Unreal shit. Two points yesterday. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, he like is he's always either first or second amongst the Devils forwards in ice time per game. It's either him or Nico every game, depending on if they're winning or losing. If they're losing, he'll have the more ice time. If they're winning, Nico will have more. But um, to wrap up the Heritage Classic, shout out to our guy. I know you mentioned him a little bit. Vinny Henestrosa from our hometown, Bartlett, Illinois. Uh, I had math with him my freshman year of high school. So happy St. Patty's Day, Skylar Reese. We love you. Can't wait to see yeah, you happy Friday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Can't wait to see you Friday for some March Madness action. Um, I I love seeing Vinny succeed. And he did the post-game interview with Biz and Liam. Like, that was just weird to see. And, you know, a guy who I had math with is, like, in the show – dancing around Austin Matt, like outperforming Austin Matthews and Tavares. Um, he had an assist too. So he's on a one-year deal. He kind of bet on himself with Buffalo. I hope he gets another somewhat lengthy contract. If he came to the devils and played with Michael McLeod and Nathan Bastion on their fourth line, I'd be like so thrilled about it. That's the so. thing. He, he's like a young guy. Like, yeah, he's, he's in his what high or kind of mid to he's late a year 20s. older than me. So yeah, late twenties. Um, I mean, you never know. Like, what if he, if you put him with the right pair and then he just finds his game and can, and like consistently plays the way he played on, uh, on Sunday? Like, you never know. That could be, that could be all he's waiting for. Cause he, the skill is there. It's just a matter of consistency for Vinny Anastros. We saw some great plays when he was playing here in Chicago. Like, he would, Absolutely. he would razzle and dazzle us. And yeah, it's always going to be cool for us. Cause like you said, he's our hometown kid. So I'm really he played Bartlett Little League baseball. Yes, he did. Frank. What's wrong with the Leafs? I don't know. I mean, it could all be pressure-based. I feel like every year they have a lot of pressure on them. I don't know if that gets in the player's head or if Ward gets around the locker room and how good they are in the standings, but it just seems like they should be way better than what they have been lately in, in past seasons. I don't understand it. I really can't explain it. Um, they should be favorites to win the Cup every year the, with the teams they had and how well they do. But it just seems like in big moment situations, it's like pressure gets to their head to where it's to the point where I don't even consider them elite, to be honest with you. They're not an elite team in my mind. They're, they're a good team, um, but they haven't done anything to prove to me that they're this elite team that could hang with the top guns in the NHL. And, and they proved that to me once again and against the game against the Sabres in the Heritage Classic. So I don't know what's going on there, but something's in the water. Joe? I mean – Let's be honest. They they have had phenomenal regular seasons for the past four years, five years, right? Pretty much since they got a little dirty Austin Matthews. Um, and then it just seems like, like Frankie said, when the big when when time comes, the big game comes, they're not there. Um, they uh, they actually surprised me yesterday. They shut out Dallas yesterday for nothing to keep their heads above that. Uh, in that division spot, head above water, I guess you can say. So are they better without Austin Matthews? Maybe. One can argue. One can argue that they get that negativity out of the locker room. He's serving a suspension. They shut him out four to nothing. It seemed like they played an all-around game with some depth scoring against Dallas. So who knows? I mean, you got Boston sprinting at them in the rearview mirror, now two points behind them. And so, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think they're I – I don't consider them an elite uh, actual cup contender right now. So – I guess that's uh, that's all you really got on them. Yeah, uh, I think you're out of your mind. Um, their goalie sucks. 
Campbell was so good in the first half that he was an all-star. And then after the all-star break, he's got like an under 900 save percentage to the point where they started Mrazic in the Heritage Classic. Austin what? Matthews scores every game. Tavares is having like one of his best years ever. Nylander, Marner are some of the best wingers in the NHL. Riley has been fantastic. Bunting is a top 10 rookie. Their team is awesome. Their goalie sucks. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. If they trade for a goalie, they are a top team. If Everyone Mark always Andre says Fleury, that, though. But that it's it, everyone's been saying that for you. The way the Leafs play, here's Freddie my opinion. Anderson kept choking in the playoffs, and they lost to the Bruins and the Capitals, who went on to the Cup each time. Fred, Freddie Anderson was not an elite goalie with the Leafs. Even in the regular season, the way the Leafs play, but this fucking this run and gun. Austin Matthews scores every it's game not because running gun this year. It is, it's and not. every goaltender suffers on the Leafs. Look They're at Freddie Anderson. Goals against is low every game. Look at Freddie Anderson before he came to Toronto. He was awesome in Anaheim. I would consider him a mediocre goalie in Toronto. Now look at what he's doing over in Carolina. Back to being fucking awesome. I don't it's know if a, he was a mediocre goalie in. They choked the Freddie Anderson years. They choked. Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson was not an elite goalie with Toronto. Go look at some of his numbers. If you put Flurry on that Leafs team, Flurry's numbers would plummet. No way. Yes way. Yes. They play worse than the Hawks. The that system of hockey is not built for goaltending. The Leafs can score a lot of goals. Yes. That game that they won ten. That the game that they scored ten goals. Detroit scored seven. They've and they given don't up five or more goals in 10 of their last 12 games. Exactly. That, that's the, not, you can't just put that all on the goalie. Some, you think, in some situations, you can. No, when, you look at save percentage, when you look at five, per, f- or five on five save percentage and high danger save percentage, it's not good. Their expected goals against is low. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Peter Mrazek fucking awesome in Carolina? He was pretty fucking good. Didn't he split the Jennings trophy? They let him go. He wasn't that good. They got Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson is a better goalie than Peter Moran. Who, according to you, wasn't worth a shit after playing for the Leafs. He wasn't. And now, look, any good goalie that goes to the Leafs is going to suck. The point? That's the the point I'm trying to make. (laughs) I, I do hate you. I do hate you. <laughs> I hope just, that. Oh, I hope they get a goalie and win the cup. I Ooh. hope as Ooh. much as I, as much as I love Mark Andre Fleury, I hope they get him because Mark Andre Fleury. I saw it last night with my own two eyes. He is fucking awesome. He's still one of the best goalies in the league right now. I don't care what anyone says. I hope he goes to the Leafs and I hope he fucking sucks. Boom. That will prove my point. All the advanced statistics point to the net for the reason the Leafs have been sucking lately. Okay. When you when your shit bag team in front of you sucks, no shit the goalie's gonna That's suffer. That's not how it works. It is how it works. It's not just you play the Leafs. Every shot you take is gonna go in because the goalie sucks. The Leafs give these chances. Did up. you see the goal Vinny Hinnestrosa scored? It was that, from the side of the net. How is that the Leaf system's fault? That game, that game specifically, that game you're, gonna was one, you're gonna be on Mrazic. They cannot get a save. They no. can't get a save. Vinny Hinnestrosa's goal is happy and proud of him as I am. His second goal was ass. 
any if goalie. Patrice Bergeron put on goalie pads and put went in the net, he would have made that save. Frank, you got to give me something. Goal goaltending matters. Well, of course, goaltending matters. You know what it kind of reminds me of though is, um, Vin, you like Mitch Trubisky, right? You think he's a good quarterback? I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think the Steelers can win with him. But like, it, he just didn't work in the Bears system, right? Yeah. I I, I kind of get what Joey's saying is that like goalies who go there just don't work in that specific system that the Toronto Maple Leafs offer. Um, I mean, Jack Campbell's not bad, in my opinion. I don't think so. I think that he could be a number one somewhere. Right? I do too. I agree. Right? No. I, I think he could go no, to. I, agree. I, don't. I do I don't. too. I could see him being a stud on any other team, really. That any team that's not shit in front of him. He was yeah. trash I on the I Kings. I could even see him being on any... like. I could even see him going to the Coyotes and being like. He was dog. bad on the Kings. Any, With the way the Coyotes have been scoring lately. Was he not on the Kings? Any team, any team, any team that's not shit bag defensively in front yeah, of him, but, like the Leafs. But the are. Kings were kind of like shit. I mean, there weren't the Kings. You're he was saying he could go to the Coyotes and be good, though. And, and yeah. no, you know who's good? You know who's a really good goaltender? Not to get too far off topic here, but while we're talking NHL, I think his first name is Andre Vin. We've talked about him before. Andre Vemelka. That oh, kid. Yeah. I love that kid. That kid in the Coyotes. That is a talented goaltender i don't care what his numbers are i don't care how many his save percentage right now i some literally of that, made that comment a few weeks ago he's a result the, of the team being bad some the of advanced the advanced statistics say that some of the athletic saves that he makes his tracking of the puck his rebound control his puck handling everything about that kid if you were to pluck him and put him on a, t- uh, a top team like florida tampa Carolina, Boston. If you were to put that goaltender, you're looking at fucking Vesna numbers from that guy. I think I think the world of Vemelka. I'm a big I'm a big him fan. Whatever whatever uh, Vemelka's nationality is, I'm 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 all on board with Andre Vemelka. And another and another big uh, first name reason of how goaltenders perform on teams is how they're playing in front of them, right? Like just because you could be a great goaltender, but if the team's not playing in front of you that well, I mean, look at the Hawks. Flurry's an am- amazing goaltender; is one of the top ten goaltenders in the league. But the way the Hawks started out in the system that they were originally in to start the season, our Mark Andre Flurry's had piss poor numbers. His numbers weren't that great. No, but that the, you, there are things, Carol. there are resources to use to decide whether or not it's the goalie's fault. It's There's Carol. high danger scoring chances. What? Carell. Carell Vemelka. Oh, yeah, Carole. yeah, yeah. Carell Vemelka. Uh, why don't we look at the Leafs game yesterday? Joey brought up yesterday's game against the Dallas Stars. Uh, guys, they started Eric Kalgren, a top goalie. You know, I think he's one of their Marley's goalies. He comes in and he plays well, and all of a sudden they get a win because they can score for a game. It has been – Campbell and Morazic playing bad in the second half of the season that has caused the Leafs to plummet the way that they have. The goal Vinny Hinnestrosa scored was nasty. There's no rebound control. He can't make a catch to save his life. Ugh, I, I hope they get a goalie so bad. And then I'll admit, I, if they still stink, and if they lose to the Bruins in seven games, wouldn't surprise me, or Tampa or Florida. I'm talking like if they get killed because of goaltending. And it's flurry or something. Then I'll say I was wrong. But and I'm, I'm... And then you can't even you can't even say that if they got killed because of goaltending. They got killed because of the system they play just doesn't support. Like other teams are going to be able to score. You can't always just 
rely on outscoring your opponent with the superstars that they have. I get that they have a potential 60 goal score on their team and some depth scoring with Mitchell Mardner, John Tavares. I, yeah, I get that. Squeak right past them. I get that. I get that. But you're not going to tell me that they don't play a system that gives the other team chances. High, dangerous scoring chances. Not the way that you think. Not the way that you think. They do. Well, you're you're going to be pleasantly surprised if they get a goalie and see them actually succeed because they can get a save. Do you remember what year was it? What year did the Wild come back and make the playoffs? Uh, The Dubnik year. All the advanced statistics pointed to the blue paint and said that is the reason they keep losing. They trade for Dubnik. He goes on this sick run. He, you can't get the puck past him. Nominated for Vezna Trophy. They end up making it to the second round before that Dynasty Blackhawks team took him down. I don't know. I, I like the Leafs that team. Was... I think if they had a goalie, that will be a really good team, even more so than someone like Edmonton. And that was a result. And that And if that does happen, Vin – Look at you just made you you said the same thing. Jack Campbell, how was he in the first quarter of the season? He was sick. Mm-hmm. And the okay. Leafs were winning games. Sometimes that new uh, that new that new uh, setting kind of helps you, uh, and that's exactly what I think happened with Dubnik that one year. Because how how good did Dubnik do? Like literally two years later. Oh, uh, really good for like three or four more years. Dubnik was not like he was when he first went to the Wild. When he first went to the Wild, he was like, okay, that we like it was like, okay, where would where did this guy come? No, from? but he was like a top ten goalie and then, for the next three years, and then he leveled off dramatically. I don't know about dramatically. Dramatically, he went to fifteen goalie the rest of the way of his contract, and then they traded him to the Sharks in his final year, and that's where it started to like fall off for him. Dubnik was awesome for the Wild. It it was it started off really good, and it, from that moment on, it went downhill. I, I really didn't go downhill. It was on a downward trajectory. Well, because yeah, I guess you could say that because he was like top three the year that he went there. I don't know. I just feel like the same thing. If this if that happens, the same thing would happen to Leafs. Yeah, they're good. They get a flurry. Let's say we'll just use flurry as an example. They get flurry. Okay, he might play good like for fucking the rest of the season, and we'll see what happens from there. But I don't know. They're gonna the Leafs are the Leafs play a system where they are going to give up high dangerous scoring chances. They're also going to get a lot of high dangerous scoring chances. And guys like Austin Matthews, John Tavares, apparently bunting. Uh, they just don't do that though. Nylander, Mardner, yeah. Andre Kasha. Now, like those that's, guys will finish those opportunities. Yes, they do. That's just not how it is. Yes, it is. The expected goals against for the uh, Leafs is good. They just can't get a save. If they had NHL average goaltending, they'd win a lot more of these games. They score so much. They can't get a save. You can't so, always outscore your opponent. No, you can't. And that's why they need a goalie. So that's where I'm at on that. One guy who does score a lot. We love this guy. I know we'll agree on this topic. Alexander Ovechkin passes Yaramir Yager for third all time in National Hockey League goal scoring. Frank, what's your reaction? Um, it was a really cool goal. The whole team came out and celebrated on the ice with him. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't an empty net goal. You know, it was clean, crisp, right off the faceoff. Just an Alex Ovechkin, powerful wrist shot, um, goes in the net. I, I loved it. It was good to see him now be third all-time in goals. So I'm happy for him. Joe? 
Yeah, I'm I'm happy it wasn't an empty net or something like that, but I I can't really picture Ovi like getting that kind of goal like that. Like you you wanted it to be like his patent one timer. That would have been cool just for the sake of it being the like the Ovechkin. Like you think of Ovechkin, you think of that one timer on the power play. But I mean, off the face off, just like you said, Frankie fucking rips it and the celebration from the team. It was sick. I just want to point out one thing, and then I'll say my thing about Ovechkin. Last Thursday, the Leafs lost to the Coyotes. They outshot them thirty-eight to twenty-three and lost the game five to four. Goaltending. Alexander Ovechkin is one of the greatest players in the history of the National Hockey League. I'm happy to see that now in passing Yager, he's also the highest goal scoring European player of all time because the two ahead of him are Canadian, talking about the great one, Wayne Gretzky, and of course, Mr. Hockey, Gordy Howe, sitting right there ahead of him. I expect he will pass Gordy Howe sometime next season, and then he will pass Wayne Gretzky in 2024-25. And it's going to be a great thing for the NHL. I mean, every single time Ovechkin does something awesome, I think the NHL benefits from it. Everybody wants to watch this guy. Everybody wants to tune into the Capitals. Even when I pointed it out to you yesterday, while we were at the Bruins-Blackhawks game, you're like, oh, I missed being able to be part of it in terms of like watching it live or seeing the reactions on Twitter and all that because you're at the game. That's what a guy like Ovechkin does for the NHL. And I really hope that this continues. I love watching him play. It was cool that it was on home ice, too. So it's yes. one of those things you want it to be on home ice. If he averages 36 goals for the next four years, he will reach 1,000. How uh, I have a question. How did Six they get years, the mascot? Sorry. Like, Was that just lucky that the mascot was right there by that sign that they already had? Like, or guess, did, he, did he book it toward the uh, <laughs> toward that If sign? I had to guess, he's probably there when he's – on a milestone like that, I would assume that. Do you think a mascot um, just stays in that in that like section the whole time during play? Maybe right? yeah, I don't know. I don't hey, know. Like, be, I don't unless know. I think it was just lucky, and the mascot took advantage of it happening and went over there. Yeah, I mean that could be. I mean, see, there he is. He he's the one who flipped <laughs> the number. Like, there's no way he was just waiting there all game. <laughs> yeah, I I often wonder if there's two people wearing the costume though. That fucker gets around quick. We saw Tommy Hawk yesterday. Like one, one and there's one on skates and there's one not. There's definitely more than one. Gave Joey a handshake and you see him across the arena. Yeah, like, I can picture like the it's like the Spider Man meme. All of a sudden, you like all three of them enter the same room. They're all pointing at each other. Like who's the real Tommy Hawk? Um, what does he need? A hundred and something more to catch? One hundred twenty-seven. Yeah, he'll be within a hundred after. After next season, I actually um, think it would be hilarious if Yager did come back. <laughs> yeah, but Ovechkin will already be way farther than him. Um, yeah, so yeah, Yager put out a video yesterday congratulating Ovechkin on passing him, and he was kind of like cryptic about how he hasn't officially retired and that he could come back and try and catch him again. And he kind of seemed like he was being for real, but like, no, right? I mean. I'd be surprised I, I, if he did. I don't think the only thing is I the way the NHL like with all the way the way the teams are. Is there a team that would want you know, um, what is he forty seven now, forty six? Yeah, I think so. Would, would a team want that guy on their on their roster? Like, there's no way Gordy came back at fifty, didn't he? He played he played until he was fifty two, Gordy. How? But that was like the speed of the game was not like it was today. 
So I don't know if I don't know if there's a place uh, for Yarmir Yager. I do think if he came back, he would get a goal. He'd get a couple goals. So do I. Well, the thing about Yager, the reason he was even able to play as long as he did, he didn't rely on speed or skating at really any point of his career. It was all about his shot and his ability to create plays with his incredible passing ability. Um, so that's why I think uh, I'd be stunned. I mean, the Arizona Coyotes trying to sell some tickets or the Kraken trying to sell some tickets maybe. But like – yeah, I, I don't see it. Um, I do see Ovechkin passing Howe next year. And then I'm not even thinking about Gretzky anymore. It's a thousand for me. Like a thousand goals. What do you think, Joe? Thousand. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an extra hundred and what, six? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about a thousand. Averaging 36 a year for six more years. That's so a you lot. Figure he throws, he, but figure he throws another 50 up this year. 45 next year, 45 the year after that, then a couple 30s in a row. I could see it. I, really I could, could see like a dud though too, like 21. A dud. All right, all right. You're right. I could too. But if he throws a 21 in there and then comes back with a 36 the next year, but this year he reaches 50 and next year, that makes up for the one dud being like nine short of his base. Right? So I definitely think that. he's going to break the record. I 100% think that. But, I mean, thinking a 1,000 now, like, I don't know. We'll wait and see on that. I want a 1,000. Give me a 1,000, Ovi. Make it really hard for Austin Matthews to pass you. Austin you got to think about doing... that, too. Austin Matthews ain't catching shit if he keeps chopping people in the fucking oh, jugular. No he, no, he is. I think seven. if he stays healthy, 700's a lock. It's a lock. Third all-time for Matthews is a lock if he stays healthy. I think first all time is possible. I do. Ovechkin's on the same. He's on the same pace as Ovechkin. Actually, I'm pretty sure since entering the league, Matthews has two more, one more goal than Ovechkin for the league, like most in the whole league. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it. Like, I will never argue against Austin Matthews' gifted goal scoring ability. Never. He's a better playmaker and defensive player than Ovechkin too. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So. He's less of a pure goal scorer than people say, even though he could score 60. And he's the best player in the NHL, in my opinion. Um, Frank, what's your favorite NHL story right now? I feel like every week we do this, it's a, it's a story that we've already talked about, but that's just because I can't think of anything else. It's Ovi becoming third. That's such a huge milestone, um, being third all-time in goals. And I, I like the, the videos that every time he passes somebody, a video comes out and congratulating him and I know he's only 34 goals behind Gordy Howe, and it's kind of sad that we won't get a video from Mr. Hockey himself. But maybe his family will release a video when uh, Ovechkin passes Gordy Howe or some something like of that nature. Um, but yeah, right now that's my favorite story in the NHL because something like that's not going to happen till next season. Joseph, a little hometown bias here, and I guess not hometown, a little bias here, I guess. Um, yesterday, I had the pleasure to see with my own two eyes the Chicago Blackhawks honor on the Jumbotron Nick Felino for career game number 1,000. And uh, the Bruins will be honoring him April 2nd, I believe, when the, when the Bruins welcome Columbus to Boston for like a pregame ceremony. I'm sure they'll give him the silver stick then. A thousand games is not easy to do, and it, and it proves that. And the, my, I guess my favorite story is not only him hitting a thousand. This is, I thought this was really cool because like anytime you see the words NHL history, it's like okay, this league's been around for a, over a hundred years. Like 
This is pretty cool. Nick Felino and his father. Forget his father's name. Mr. Felino, we'll call him. Mike. Nick and Nick and Mike Felino became the second, only the second in NHL history, father-son duo to each play 1,000 games, joining the legendary Bobby Hall and Brett Hall. I thought that was really cool when I saw that. You know, Nick Felino, he's not necessarily a Hall of Fame guy like like Bobby and Brett, but you know, to play a thousand games in this league deserves the honor, and it, and it's pretty cool that his father was able to do this, do the same thing, and become the second father son duo to do so. So I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. Um, before I reveal my favorite hockey story of the week, I do want to mention right before the show started today, we had a trade. Uh, Frank Vetrano, who scored twice in last night's game between the Florida Panthers and the San Jose Sharks, was traded to the New York Rangers. So that's something that was um, the Rangers trying to improve their chances of making it in a high seat in the Metropolitan Division. Um, and then there was one yesterday between the Minnesota Wild and the Colorado Avalanche as Tyson Jost was traded from Colorado to the Wild in exchange for Nico Sturm. I hate that trade for the Wild as somebody who supports the Wild. I absolutely despise it for the Wild. Um, I'd rather, you know, not have Jost on that team, but, you know, They've done everything right in the last three or four years, the Wild have. So it's hard for me to argue with anything they've done. Um, my favorite story of the week is the Hobie Baker finalists came out. For those who don't know, the Hobie Baker is like the Heisman Trophy for college hockey. And there are 10 finalists that came out. And most of them, I think most of them will be talked about on this show for years to come. Because I do believe a lot of them will play in the national and, of course, the 10 are Matt Beniers of Michigan. He was drafted by the Seattle Kraken. Bobby Orr Brink, drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers. Brian Hollinen, or Halonen, goes to Michigan Tech, not drafted yet. Luke Hughes, drafted by the New Jersey Devils of Michigan. Devin Levi, he goes to Northeastern. And, of course, he was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres. Um, Dryden McKay of Minnesota State. Ben Myers of Minnesota, Yaniv Peretz, Quinnipiac. All those guys have not been drafted yet. Nathan Smith, drafted by the Winnipeg Jets. And, and he goes to Michigan State or Minnesota State, rather, sorry. And then Bobby Trevino goes to UMass. Those are the 10 finalists for the Hobie Baker Award. I'm not sure who's going to win it. I honestly don't have, like, Owen Power wasn't nominated. I, I don't have a true front runner because Luke Hughes, my guy, I'm the devil's fan here. He had like the greatest freshman season ever. He was named co-freshman player of the year in the NCAA, but is he going to win the Hobie Baker? I'm not sure. It actually wouldn't surprise me if it's been years. So you guys at all interested in the upcoming uh, March Madness hockey tournament? They call it the frozen four. It should be interesting. I, I don't really watch it that much, but I'd like to know what's going on. Joe? Yeah, I agree. It should be interesting. I always, I always think this. I think this like every year. I wish there was like a. Uh, I wish doing a bracket for that was like as big as uh, as college basketball. It never will be, but I, I think that would be fun. I don't know. It would be harder to get enough people because not as many people are interested. Like March Madness bracket for basketball is like a huge deal. But I always thought that would be kind of cool to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, I could set one up, and it definitely would like keep three or four people. It definitely would keep me more engaged. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm rooting for Luke Hughes or Ben Years. Uh, I actually think Ben Years probably has 
Um, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. He probably has the inside edge on this award, but I like to promote college hockey. I think it's just as cool as college baseball, college football, and college basketball. I think it helps enhance your knowledge of the game if you know what's going on at the college level and the junior level so that when these guys do get to the NHL, you're not completely caught off guard. So that's my story of the week. Um, Is there anything else hockey-related you guys want to talk to before we really dive into the trade deadline? No. Yeah, no. So let's do it. All right. And with that, Joseph, let's send it over to period number three. Welcome to period three, presented by me. Joe, what's your favorite kind of Tic Tac flavor? Oh, uh, the orange. It's not even close. Frank? It's the pack with the orange, red, and green. There we go. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's like a citrus. I don't know. Are, what the I, orange no. are the orange ones in it the same one as the orange ones that Joey's talking about? They could be, but I think incredible. I think they are, and they're actually that's actually a good pack. I, I forgot you. I forgot that those existed. I know now exactly. I, I thought there was yellow in there too. Or there, yeah, there's yellow in there. I have I, I think it's them. I think it's orange, yellow, and green, and it's the, it's like red. orange. No, I think it's red. I'm I thought it was I sure. thought it was orange as like orange, lemon, and and lime. No, there's definitely red. I promise you. There's also more doors than windows. So I want to talk to you guys about the NHL trade deadline that's coming up here. Um, we're going to play a game. I have a there little spreadsheet. There is red, right? Yeah, it's the fruit I adventure. I eat it. That's <laughs> Leafs, goalies, Tic Tacs. Joey's on a, just an absolute heater today. Um, at least you're smart about the door, right? We have that to agree on. Is there any doors and windows or something? I've not been persuaded yet on that. Sticking with doors. Doors. Team doors. Also Team Vinny and Puckett. Um, There are a lot of names that are in the mix to be traded. We're going to play a game. Whichever one of you two gets more right, I will buy Taco Bell for lunch one day next week. Taco Bell? What, what about what about a, like a steak dinner or something? I'm not <laughs> buying you a steak We're dinner. Going to you not doing anything to me. I set <laughs> the shit up. I get to choose where we go. You get free lunch. Say thank you and shut up. Wow. Where, where's my thank you for the souvenir cup I bought you yesterday at the hockey game? <laughs> no, I, I actually probably could, uh, you know, let you know. I'll I'll give you some money for all that stuff. No, 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 whatever. The reason I'm offering you lunch on me is because I don't want I, I know I'm talking to the two most biased people in the world right here when it comes to their favorite teams. I'm oh, trying I to I can turn off the switch. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying gonna... to motivate you, Frank and Joseph, to pick not with your heart, pick with your damn brain. If I say someone and they're on your favorite team or they might go to your favorite team. Don't be like, yeah, oh, they're not going to get traded because I don't want them to. No. Taco Bell on the line, okay? Whoever makes the most picks, but here's the catch. If I leave, you have to go to Taco Bell with me, but I ain't paying for your shit. So don't let me win. Do not let me win. All right? I'm, I got a shit ton of names here. There's plenty of opportunity. Some of these guys will get traded. So... You know, the NHL trade deadline, I believe it's 2 p.m. Central on Monday. So when you hear people say 3 p.m., know that that's Eastern time zone. I'm pretty sure. I have to it is, that. It's four days, 22 hours, 32 minutes, and 50 seconds away. 
All right. So we're going to start with skaters that I have written down. And I have a whole kitten caboodle list of guys. You can't really see. That was a bad. Oh, you can see from this angle. It's a lot of players. It's a lot of players. But last year's trade deadline had about this many guys go. It was one of the best NHL trade deadlines ever. Or maybe that was baseball. That was baseball. Um, and you're going to say yes or no. If you say yes, I'm going to put a little check mark next to that guy under your initial. I have JFV written down. So I I'm will start. Off. Yeah. Am I J? Yeah. I will start with skaters. It's the funniest thing you've said on this show so far. <laughs> By far. You're like not funny. That was funny. <laughs> I said a lot of funny things. So that we're going to start. Funny. Yes, we'll rotate. We'll rotate who goes first. But I'll never go first. I'm just chiming in at the end here. This is your guys' game that I'm trying to beat you at. And, of course, we're going to start with probably, in my opinion, the biggest free or the biggest trade target of any player in the NHL that's not a goalie, and that's Philadelphia Flyers captain Claude Giroux. Frank, will they trade Claude Giroux? No. All right, Joseph, will they trade Claude Giroux? Yes. I agree. I'm saying yes. So that's that. Will the Anaheim Ducks, Joseph, trade Hampus Lindholm? No. Frank? Yeah. Okay. I also agree with Frankie. I think they will. Will the Arizona Coyotes trade Jacob Chikrin? Me first? No, it's yes. me. No, Frankie. Frankie, sorry. I'm going to say yeah. Yes to Jacob Chikrin for Frank. Joseph? Yes as well. I'm going to go no. Will the Anaheim Ducks trade Ricard Raquel? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, oh. That, that's my prediction too. I believe Ricard Raquel will be a Boston Bruin before I think he's the trade gone. deadline. Huh? I think he's gone. That is the first one we three unanimously agree on. Will the Seattle Kraken trade their captain, Mark Giordano? Is it on me or Joey? Joey. Well, I, what's the order that we're switching here? Because I just went first. Oh, then Frankie. You just went first? Yeah, I said yes to Ricard Raquel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, they're not going to trade Giordano. Joseph? I will say no as well. Okay, I, I absolutely think they're going to. No point to keep him. And he's been kind of bad. The only reason I could see yeah. them not trading him is because no one else would want him. No one else like, would want him, and like I feel like they, they didn't ever have intention to trade him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him the C. Gotta have a uh, no, that's not true. No, you don't. I think it'd be a bad look to have two franchise captains in their first two years. Well, the Boston Bruins, who's first, Joey? I think, Joe, will the Boston Bruins trade Jake DeBrusque? No, no, Frank, no, I agree. We have their first where we think nobody will. All right, Frank, will the Chicago Blackhawks trade Brandon Hagel? No. Joseph? No. I say yes. I'm going hard yes on that. All right. Will the Columbus Blue Jackets 
Joe, trade Max Domi. No. Frank? I'm going to say no. No to Domi. I'm also saying yes. Will the Dallas Stars trade John Klingberg? Oh, my God. I'm going to say no. That would be a big one. That would be a big one. He's on the block. He's on the block. I'm going to say no. I will also say no. All right. I'm also saying no. But before we move forward, I want to – like all these guys are on the block. I know. I have a reason why Klingberg is a big name. I didn't pull these names out of my asshole. These are all guys who are either RFAs at the end of the year, UFAs at the end of the year, or players on bad teams that only have the rest of this year and next year left on their deal. Like, they are true NHL trade bait, like what we've seen as NHL trade bait. Um, The Vancouver Canucks, will they trade Tyler Mott? Joe? No. Frank? Nope. I'm also saying no. Will the Vancouver Canucks trade Brock Besser, Frank? No. Joe? No. I'm saying yes. That I, I, be a big one. I know. I got reasons for like a lot of these teams, and I'll just go ahead and say real quick. I'll, 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 how many more you got left first? Before? Like eight. Probably like halfway. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of times, like oftentimes, you see at the trade deadline, these teams, I've seen the Bruins do it. I've seen a lot of teams do it. They'll kind of treat these, you know, unrestricted free agents that they have upcoming. If they're a bubble team, they'll treat those guys as their own rentals. Like, okay, we're not going to trade them away because, like, let's just, if we lose them to free agency, we lose them to free agency. We want to, we want this guy on our team for this last run that we want to try to do. And the Dallas Stars and the Vancouver Canucks are both one point out of playoff spots. Getting rid of Brock Besser, I think, can hurt their That chances. was my logic, too. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. I think Vancouver and <laughs> Dallas are in different situations. I think they have an equal chance to make the postseason, but Vancouver has some serious, serious cap issues. Like, bad. Like, they can't afford to pay Pedersen and Hughes if they keep Besser because they have bad contracts to other players like Oliver Ekman-Larsen. You know, they're in trouble. So that's why I think that Besser's on the market. Also, this guy, will they trade him to the Bruins or maybe the Devils? I honestly think those are two teams that have a chance to land this guy. Connor Garland. Frank. I'm going to say, yeah, they're going to trade him. Joe? No. Okay, no for Joe. Yes for Frank. Yes for VP. Will the New Jersey Devils trade Andreas Janssen? It's on you, Jay. Tell me. I will say yes. Frank. I agree. Um, I also agree. This one's tough. This one's a brain melter. The next two are. Will the New Jersey Devils trade Pavel Zaka? I'm going to say... I'm going to say no. Joe? I also will say no. All right. I'm saying yes. Will the New Jersey Devils trade Damon Severson? No. Frank? No. I'm also going no. Will the Arizona Coyotes trade Phil Kessel? Frank? I'm going to say yes. Joe? No. I'm also going yes. Will the Chicago Blackhawks trade Calvin DeHaan? Is it me first? Yeah. Me? Oh. No, Joey. 
I will say no. I'm going to say yeah. I will also say yeah. This one's tough. This one's really tough. Will the Chicago Blackhawks trade Dominic Kubalik? Absolutely. Joe? Yes. Yes. I say no. <laughs> Dude, normally I say to me no. that wasn't e- that's an easy one for me. Really? Okay. I didn't hey, think that was tough. If they could get assets for him, I hope they do. You know where I am on the Hawks. Tanking. I hope they trade him. Team I, I don't know if you're gonna, I don't know if you're gonna say the- this name, but there's another guy. Rooting for the tank. Will the Philadelphia Flyers trade Ivan Provorov? No. Frank? I don't know if it was my turn. I'll say no. I'm also going to go no, but I want to say yes. The reason I'm saying no is because I don't know if the I don't know if the team will, will take him right now. I don't think he will. The Pittsburgh Penguins trade John Marino. Yes. Is it on me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no. That'd be kind of dumb. Paul Statsny of the Winnipeg Jets traded. Yes or no, Joe? Yes. Frank? Nope. I agree with Joey. Last skater. Will the New Jersey Devils trade Parnell Carl Subban? Frank? No. Joe? No. All right. I'm going yes. I just don't think a team would want him. Goaltenders. Will the Chicago Blackhawks trade Mark Andre Fleury? Is it on me or Joey? Joey. I will say yes. Frank? Nope. I also say yes. Will the Dallas Stars trade Braden Holtby? I'm gonna me? say yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna not cheat here. They announced today they're not going to. Oh. Oh, I was so, gonna say I was gonna say no. Um, I wrote say- I wrote that name before, like I wrote this sheet before I saw that report. It was literally a report that came out like right before we get, went on camera. So I'm not gonna allow that one to influence me paying for your food. Well, uh, I, I'm gonna say I was gonna say no because Hudobin is confirmed out for the remainder of the season. He just went under underwent surgery, and I think Holpe's a great guy to have for Ottinger in that room. I agree, and I think uh, the Dallas Stars are probably a deeper team than the Edmonton Oilers and have a better chance of making the playoffs, but Connor McDavid does Connor McDavid things sometimes. Um, will the Vancouver Canucks trade Yaroslav Halak? Frank. Yes. No. I'm also going yes. And will the New York Islanders, Joe, trade Semyon Varlamov? Yes. Frank? Yeah. All right. And that is all of the trade bait pieces that I have written down. Joe, I'll start with you. Of all the names that I went through so far, who's the most intriguing name of the trade deadline discussion? Marc-Andre Fleury. 100%. He's the best goalie. Could arguably be, you know, one of the best players you mentioned. And I think there's a lot of teams that could use a top goalie like that. And I think the Hawks can get a lot for him right now. Frank? I agree. I think he's one of the biggest names out there besides, obviously, Claude Giroux. Um, 
I just don't see the Hawks trading him, to be honest with you. He went to the Hawks and told them that he would love to finish out the year here. And and to me, it's more of like a respect thing at that point. But yeah, it's, it's ultimately up to the Hawks what they want to do because they could get a lot for him. But I feel like you're going against them if you trade him after he tells you. I mean, he doesn't want to be traded during at the trade deadline. I did hear that that rumor was false. I don't blame him, though, because he just moved his family here. If he re-signs, don't trade him. Fine. I get that. But if he ain't re-signing, see ya. I could honestly see him signing a two-year deal. Yeah, so could I. If that's the case, then fine. You need a goalie. And, and after he just moved his family here, which I think plays a huge factor in it, it's not easy to – Yeah, I mean, you have to also think of all the off-ice stuff too. It's not easy just to move your whole family here and then pick them up and leave all the time twice in a matter of a season. 100%. Um, they do know uh, what they're signing up for. You know who's better than Shane Wright? Connor Bedard. Next year's number one pick. So we'll we'll see what happens there, but I I honestly don't see him trading him. For me, it's Claude Giroux. He's about to play in his 1,000th game this weekend. And the re- only reason to me that the Philadelphia Flyers haven't traded him already is because they want him to play that 1,000th game in a Flyers sweater. And I believe he will be shipped out on Monday morning slash afternoon. And that's going to be bizarro world seeing him play for either the New York Rangers or the Boston Bruins are a possibility. The uh, Colorado Avalanche are in the mix. I think the Calgary Flames are in the mix. Vegas. Uh, I could even see him going to a team like the Kings. It's hard to believe that Claude Giroux might not be a flyer. That'll yeah. be one of those like pictures the and big ones and sites that are weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's really absolutely. Hard. Is there any name on this list that you said no to that you think TSN is just stupid for having them on there at all? There is a 0% chance they get traded. I would honestly say Brandon Hagel. I would be shocked if the Hawks traded him. They already said like they'd want a lot more for him. And I just don't think they're going to cut ties with him. And the way he's been playing, I think he'd, I don't think this is a one-off season. I'd be shocked if they traded him. Joe? Yeah, I think that's a great answer. Um, to me, the one that surprised me with the way that the team has kind of played lately, Klingberg, I think he is. Uh, I think he's still a big part of that Dallas team. And if they wanna, if they want to, uh, you know, really make a push here for the playoffs, as they are a bubble team, one point out under uh, Vegas or is Vegas right now at sixty-eight and they're at sixty-seven. I believe you're going to need that guy. And I don't know. Are they looking to return for the future? Or are they just trying to make the playoffs right now? They need Klingberg for that. So I, that, I would that's say. That's a wild. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I totally agree with that. I'm surprised he's even in the discussion. Because mm-hmm. the Dallas Stars are not. They're their playoff team. Yeah. So why would they trade away one of their key pieces for yeah. the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, I, I get the sentiments. I, I really do. But there's not a name on this list that I think has a 0% chance. I think there are some more likely than others. Like I think Giroux's gone. I think I think PK Subban's gone. See, I don't think PK. I don't think uh-huh. PK is. I don't think like there's two guys that we said PK. I'll lump them both together. PK and Phil. Phil Kessel. They've just. I don't think a team would want them for I the can, amount of I money that they're making. Even if they're off, even if their respective team retains half, like. That's a lot of salary for a guy that just might be, like be dog shit for your team. Yeah, I don't think either of them are dog shit though. Phil Castle's dog shit. 
He's on this the Coyotes. Dude, He's fat. Okay, Nick Schmaltz is able to get seven. You don't give a shit. Nick Schmaltz is able to get seven points and set franchise records for them. Nick Schmaltz is an elite player. Bill Kessel has like two goals, like three goals in his past. So however many games, I don't know. Jack Edwards was making fun of him on Saturday. It was funny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Phil Kessel is an easy target for someone like Jack Edwards, though. Eh, We'll see. If any of these guys get traded on. See, I said no to Kubalik. Yeah, another name. You didn't have Dylan Strom on that list. No, yeah, I don't I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna trade him. I would honest. say Dylan Strom kind of has a similar. I would say I would say he's got a similar chance, at least in my opinion, of of Kubali. Well, Dylan Strom's one million times better than Kubali. I agree with that, and I feel like I think he would be a great trade piece. And I think Hagel is not a good trade piece because I think the Hawks would want to get more than what you know Hagel's worth. But I also think Hagel, this isn't a one and done season. I don't either. Well, but Hagel, I think Hagel's a risk, though. It's a his, risk. There's a there's a possibility that it's a his risk trade, I'm willing to take, though. There's a possibility his trade value is as high right now as it ever will be. Like yeah. if they could get Spencer Knight for him and a first, like what was reported, or I think the Minnesota Wild offered Rossi and a first. Now, granted, the Wild and the Panthers are both offering later first round picks, probably. Because I see foresee them at least each winning one playoff series, depending on their matchup. But, I mean, anything's possible here for me. You'd be surprised what a team like the Avalanche would give up for someone like Hagel. What if they gave up Bowen Byram in the 32nd overall pick? Byram's I mean, on the trade market. I think that would be foolish from the Colorado Avalanche. Why, though? For Hagel? If they added a 20-goal score to their third line, yeah, but the, for the Byron, ceiling. can't help them win right now. The ceiling for Byron, that would be a I, Oh, the ceiling for Byron. Do, 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 the Colorado Avalanche bar, need, but... do the Colorado Avalanche need those goals? Yeah. Uh, I think Colorado. I, I think the Hawks true. would win that trade, obviously. I would trade. The Hawks, the Hawks, would, Hawks would win that trade, too. Yeah. I think so, too. That's why but I, I don't. I, but I don't think they'd get a player of that caliber for him, and that's why I don't think they're going to trade him. I can't get. My Are you going to trade for Spencer Knight if you're planning on signing Flurry for two years? No, Probably but you don't not. sign Flurry for two years. But that's what I'm saying, which I think is going to happen, which in turn is a reason why I don't think Hagel's going to go anywhere. All right, very good arguments all around. Are you excited for the trade deadline, French? I am. Let's get this underway. <laughs> I can't wait. I I'm always like scrolling through the feed me and out. like, oh, this guy's on, this guy's on. <laughs> Stresses me out beyond belief. Titans cut Julio Jones. No, really? Yeah. Wow. What were you going to say, Joe? The trade deadline stresses me out beyond belief. Why? You've never rooted for a bad Bruins team. I know, and that's why it stresses me out. Like, I always want the Bruins to get these guys. There's always in the mix for, like, one of the top dogs. And they end up getting, like, Brett Connolly. Every year it happens. They end up getting like a guy that I barely know. It's just like a depth piece. And it's just like the overhype around the Bruins every single trade deadline. Except one year they got Rick Nash. I was very happy. And Shout he out sucked. Him. He didn't suck. Yeah, he didn't do for you what you needed him to do. He beat the Leafs. He did beat the Leafs, which is – that might be Joey Stanley Cup, if we're being honest with each other. Technically, the Bruins have won the Stanley Cup three times in the last six years because all Joey <laughs> wants them to do is beat the Leafs. My 21st birthday party, I don't know what day it was. It wasn't April 9th. 
Um, right? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was April eleventh. It was a surprise party for my twenty first birthday when the the Bruins play the Leafs. That might have been the most enjoyable Bruins game from beginning to end in my life. And Rick Nash was a big part of that. That was fun. I was incredibly under the influence that day. Yeah. And the game was just so Poss, fun to Poss watch. had like five points. He had the hat yeah. trick. DeBrusque scored. Rick Nash scored. Uh, I'm trying I, – I think we can name every player, including the Leafs that scored. Van Riemsdyk scored for sure for the Leafs. And literally every person Marner. in that bar – like you had the Bruins game blaring through the the speakers and I'm everything. Sure the Hawks played that night too. Did they? they I think make, we had both on. Did they make the playoffs that year? I was it. It was 2016. It was the playoffs. No, what it wasn't year? 2016. It was 20, 2018, I think. How old are you? Twenty five. I'll be twenty five. Yeah, I think it was, it was twenty eighteen because the Devils lost to the Lightning earlier that day while we were at Sandwich Saturday. Maybe yep, then the Hawks were. I thought they were though. No, the Hawks didn't make the playoffs that year. The Devils did. Somehow. Yeah, the last time the Hawks made the playoffs was 2017. Yeah. But... It was the Taylor Hall year where Hall yeah. had 90-something points and won the Hart Trophy. So make sure you look out. Specifically, I'm going to pump my own tires a little bit here. Make sure you look out for PucksandPitchforks.com and DeWindyCity.com for the NHL trade deadline coming up here. I have. So much work coming up when it comes to Chicago Blackhawks and New Jersey Devils trade deadline acquisitions and potentials. I have trade packages with Calgary coming up when it comes to the Blackhawks. I just did one about the Vancouver Canucks and the New Jersey Devils because they're trade possibility partners. If the Devils try to use their cap, weaponize their cap room to land somebody like Connor Garland or Brock Besser, I think that's possible. Uh, Pavel Zaka's in the mix, stuff like that with the Chicago Blackhawks potentially trading Hagel, potentially trading Marc-Andre Fleury, my opinions on why they should or should not do that. I'm a big tank guy when it comes to that. I think Bedard and Wright are generate. Now, I don't know about generational. We'll see. I don't like to throw the term generational loosely. To me, there are four generational players in the NHL right now. One plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins. One plays for the Washington Capitals. One plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And one plays for the Edmonton Oilers. The rest of them are just S-tier players. Um We'll see about Shane Wright and Bedard, but if the Hawks could land a player like that using their trade capital and whatnot, go do it. Go do it, go do it, go do it. Win Stanley Cups in years to come. Um, we'll be covering all that on Fan Sided, so I hope everybody pays attention. I'm excited to talk about it with you guys on this show next week as well. Do you have anything left on the trade deadline before we head over to our favorite segment of the week? Just prepare. I want everybody to prepare themselves. It could be a bumpy ride. It's gonna be stressful. I, I hate another reason I don't like to trade the line is because like then when players are all on different teams, I'm so confused. Like, oh, I don't remember this guy went there. It's literally like free agency all over again. It takes me a couple weeks to remember who's where. Very true, very true. So with that, I thank everybody for listening to the first three periods. You could go back and listen if you would like to catch up on our trip to the United Center for Blackhawks versus Bruins, all things going on with the National Hockey League in period number two. And, of course, a little preview of the National Hockey League trade deadline in period number three. You could follow us on Twitter to keep up with all that stuff. So with that, we will send you to everybody's favorite segment of the week, Breaking Bets. Where's my money, bitch? 
Welcome to Breaking Brett's brought to you by Walter White's Blue Crystal. Joseph, how's it going? It's good. First time, uh, actually first time wearing this hat with short hair. I think it's kind of a fucking look. Huh? I think it's going to be your everyday look. I think. I like Should it. I re- you you kind rock? of look bald. You look bald with a beard. Should I just? I, I was actually thinking about doing goatee. No. Yeah. Shave the goatee and be legit Walter White next week. <laughs> I have the problem. Problem with my goatee. I'll show you. I don't like. Whoops. Not you. <laughs> I don't connect really. Right yeah, but there. you can't tell unless you do that. Mm. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I love Stan. Uh, but actually, like, like, okay, glasses aside. Let's say you pull up to the bar. Do we go a little, little side action? I don't know. No, you look little, like an. Yeah, but now I can see the hair. Okay. There. Okay. Now you look good. You think? You now know, you look got, like got a nice, Woody. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fucking cowboy hat. Yeah, I like from it. The angle it looks like one. I it's I got think a little it, angle to it. I or Frank. Okay. You're at the table, all right? You're playing blackjack. You're at the <laughs> casino. You're, you're over in displays at Rivers. You see this guy walk up. <laughs> He's got a nice sports coat on. You going to fuck with this guy? It oh, depends. No. What's your face? <laughs> Do you have that stupid puck gate smile on your face? No. Or are you, like, angry looking? You get a, you walk up to the table. <laughs> yeah, see, you're too much of a pussy to, like, be tough. You're not tough. Oh, for the love of salmon sandwiches. These you guys. You don't have it in you to be, like, that angry guy. You just don't. I know. These guys, listen to this story real quick. These guys, uh, when I went out for St. Patrick's Day last week and we went out to a couple bars over on like the West End, West Loop, and we went to some bars. I barely knew these guys and they they called me smiley. They called me out for smiling at every moment they can. I just, for some reason, I just can't stop smiling when I'm, when I'm out. Like, I'm just a smiley guy. I'm, I'm always smiling, apparently. And I got called out by random people I don't even know. I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Yeah, so... Smiley Frank, guy. It is one of the biggest, baddest, most fun. I would call it the third best betting weekend of the calendar year, in my opinion. For me, number one, the Super Bowl. I I think that's unequivocally number one, the best betting weekend in the world. I honestly think number two is Kentucky Derby weekend. Because Kentucky Derby weekend, you have Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the Kentucky Derby itself all day long. So I think Kentucky Derby weekend second best. I would put this weekend third. What do you think? Yeah, this is a big weekend. I'm really excited for March Madness. I look forward to March Madness every year. I already got my bracket filled out. I'm ready to go. There you go. Um, is for, uh, Frank, are you going uh, real quick? Are you going to go first here because you're fucking just before you guys go, before either of you go, I want to say my... before you guys go, I want to say something. If you're watching this show, chances are you know how to contact me. I have Twitter, I have Facebook. I'm at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. I love hearing from people. If you want to play March Madness, you just send me a message on Twitter. I will help you do so. If you send me twenty dollars. On my Venmo, it's at Vinny Parisi. I mean, how much more simple can you get? You just Venmo Vinny that. With a Y? No, with an IE, clown, just like my Twitter. Don't confuse people. <laughs> you go to my Twitter, the right or the Venmo, you send 20, you get a We're link taking to donations. Play March Madness. There's going to be a decent payout. There's going to be a decent payout because it's 20 a person. So 
I'm excited about it. Reach out to me. Scox, I know you're in the chat. Skylar, if you want to play, it's just an easy $20. It's nothing too crazy. I know people, lots of people are in multiple ones. I understand if you don't want to make it into mine, I, I get it. But if you're looking for some extra way to make some coin and potentially take down one of us three in the March Madness bracket, you know how to find me. I would love to have you. So that's my contribution to betting for the weekend is picking the best March Madness bracket in the land. Joe, you first. Me first. That's what I like to hear. Sorry, Frank. But I know yeah, you guys. I wasn't going to steal any of your picks. Yeah, right. I promise. I, was... I promise. All right. <clears throat> well, I got <clears throat> Sorry. two winning. It makes me <clears throat> tickle. Two picks. There's two hockey games on right tonight that I've just am looking forward to. One of them involves the hottest team in the league right now. I will not hear it from anyone else. I said earlier, they are 10-1-1 in their last 12, literally on fire right now, and they make their way, continuing their road trip over to Minnesota. Jeremy Swayman starts in goal. That, of course, is the Boston Bruins on the road against the Minnesota Wild, who, yes, they're a very good hockey team. Yes, last time they played the Wild, got the best of them, but this is a different time. We are in the month of March, March 16th, day before St. Patrick's Day. The Bruins are going to be ready to play at minus 108. You mean to tell me the hottest team in the league is minus 108? You're not going to bet them? That's the first pick, Bruins, money line minus 108. And then over in Canada, over in Ottawa, Canada, you got the Columbus Blue Jackets making their way to Ottawa to play against them. And the Blue Jackets, again, Road dogs, I like that a lot. Coming off of uh, two straight wins, they beat the Wild uh, last Friday, three to two, and then they beat Vegas. They dropped six goals on Vegas on Sunday. Now they're playing their next game in Ottawa, six thirty tonight. I like the Columbus Blue Jackets, another road dog plus one hundred five. To me, those are two road teams tonight that I honestly think can can get the best of it. So there you go, Frank. See, I wasn't going to take any of your picks, Joe. Well, I, um, I know you got you got way more spicy stuff than me. I, I, stick I got to hockey. one hockey pick. All right, all right. And it wasn't I wasn't going to steal it because I'm going. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling out a little out of my element. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are going to Seattle tonight, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the money line. They're like, eh, it's a little frisky. I don't want to take Seattle. Frisky. Seattle stinks. I'm not going to take Lightning at that price. I don't do this. I don't think I've ever done this actually. But there's a first time for everything, right? Take the Tampa Bay Lightning minus a goal and a half at minus Ooh. 102. I don't see the Seattle Kraken being in this game at all. I strongly, strongly, strongly stay away from taking teams minus a goal and a half. It's hard alone to win a hockey game as it is, let alone now having to win by two goals. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are the team to do it. The Seattle Kraken suck. Um, they're not going to be in this game. Might be, you know, there's a chance maybe it's tied late in the second period. But as soon as the Lightning take the lead in the third period, or even if they grab a heavy, a hefty lead right off the get-go, they're not going to just stop. The foot's going to be on the gas. The brake won't even be in the car. Um, <laughs> so I, I like the Lightning minus one and a half at minus 102. So I think that's great value. But now, perhaps the most important picks of the week is March Madness is here. Right, boys? So there are two playing games tonight. You know, some of you guys might go through your black bracket and be like, oh, who's so-and-so slash so-and-so? All right, you're confused why there's two teams there. Well, that's because there's a play-in. This is called the first four. And there were two playing games yesterday, Indiana one and Texas Southern mm -hmm. one. Those were two teams that got granted into the bracket tonight or 
tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Um, and we got Bryant at Wright State. I love Bryant at plus two and a half. I think they're just going to absolutely come out swinging. And if Wright State does win, I don't think it's going to be more than a bucket. I think two and a half is great to lay. You could or to get getting two and a half, you're getting a free two point field goal, right? Uh, ultimately, the winner of this is going to get shelled in the first round because the winner of this game will be a 16 seed and have to face off against one of the one seeds. I forgot which one it is, but I really like Bryant on the road at plus two and a half at minus 112. They're the better team, in my opinion, at a neutral site. Better team at a neutral site. I'm going to take the points in that situation. Then this is going to be a great playing game for sports fans. You're going to want to watch this one. Rutgers is playing Notre Dame. Everybody sees the Notre Dame Notre Dame name, right? And they're going to say, oh, I know Notre Dame more than Rutgers, but Rutgers is going to come out and steal this one. It's almost a pick em. Rutgers money line's minus 105. Notre Dame money line is minus 115, but I love Rutgers money line. I think they got the better players. Um, they've impressed me over the last couple stretch of the couple few games of the season. Um, I really like the way they've been playing lately. I'm not high up on Notre Dame. The winner of this game will be an 11 seed in the bracket. Um, Ron Harper Jr. plays for Rutgers. He's a great player. I'm going to take Rutgers and most likely see him here tomorrow or Friday in the first round of the NBA or the first round of the March match bracket. Do you know off the top of your head what seed Seton Hall is? Yeah, they're an eighth seed. I like Seton Hall. They play their home games at the Rock. There you go. So I always they're pick the- them in the first round every year for I, I like put a lot of college basketball. Like I'm not clueless on college basketball by any means. Um but I'm clueless enough where I'll pick Seton Hall in the first round because they play at the Rock. Kind of like like your dog picking your picks for you. Like I always pick Seton Hall in the first round because like I like them. And I hope. What seed is Loyola? Ten. Are they in the same side as Illinois? I haven't looked at the bracket at all yet. I don't think so. I want be- Loyola out yesterday. Loyola's got a tough matchup. They open up against Ohio State. I, oh, but Ohio State always chokes. Ohio State always chokes in basketball every year. And yeah, they choke in football too every year. Shit. Ohio State's – sorry, Dylan. It is the right. same side Skyler said. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Illinois opens up. I, 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 I don't want to see Loyola go Joey for probably doesn't even know the school exists. I'm still Illinois mad about school. last year. Last year, I said, some mean things. <laughs> I said some mean things about Loyola last year when they lost to Illinois or when they beat Illinois. I wanted Illinois to win so bad. I love Carl. I love the color orange. I love George Hallis. I love the Bears. Go Illinois. That's who I'm – if I didn't do a bracket and I just got to pick who won based on my own personal agenda, it would be Illinois. Oh, man, that pissed me off last year, and I have a vendetta against – them now so maybe i'll pick ohio state we'll see what happens but loyal is gonna beat them right you're not gonna give me one pick i'm not gonna steal trust me i ain't picking i go with vp's brain not i'll take any help i can get frank what do you got frank give give me that one opinion of yours doesn't mean i'm gonna copy i don't know what i'm gonna do who you got winning it yeah right (laughs) that's an absolute gem um (laughs) 
who uh who he won? picked bama to win it that's why he originally had the bama hat oh yeah a little subliminal messaging bama's not good enough to win if anything you put his stupid auburn hat on i have i have my michigan State. wait do you have an auburn oh. hat no. yeah right oh you don't see i i like auburn as a school like too. like 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 personal agenda type of like like not saying i like them in this tournament even though they are good like they have a chance when you say they have a chance Auburn? Auburn, yeah. Mm. Well, I we know who he so. did. We know who he didn't pick to win of the top teams. Auburn's um, got a phenomenal team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, what are they? Three? No, they're four or five. Okay, maybe, maybe three, maybe three. Who maybe do you got in Ohio State versus Sister Jean? I think Ohio State's going to win. Okay, good. But you know, you know what made me so angry when they Ohio State is injured. They are they, they are injured. They so. don't even market the players on Loyola. Like last year, when Illinois played Loyola, the graphic on the beginning of the screen when the broadcast first started. You know how they take like a star player and have them facing each other. It was freaking Io DeSumo and Sister Jean. Yeah, and here's the thing: the thing with Loyola is they'll pr- watch. They're gonna end up upsetting Ohio State just because the whole sister Jean thing. It just seems like they always go on this magical run. They're the right? only team yeah. in the tournament with got, God on their side. I was just gonna say they got God. Like, They're the, the only team in the tournament that has away. God on their team. I mean, you don't, you really don't compete with God until the Elite Eight. That's when God see, starts to slow down a little bit. You ever see angels in the outfield? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, Skylar, uh, they're a two seed, but I think Vinny meant like their net ranking, right? Like, yeah, no, yeah, I meant their net ranking. Yeah. yeah, I think they're like fifth in the country. They're a two seed though. That okay, that they might be my two seed in the final four. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I have I have not made mine yet. I've been thinking about it long and hard. Um, like I said, it's hard to go against God when it comes to. It. Like, I mean, if if Loyola won, I wouldn't be that shocked. Obviously, no. Ten and ten and seven is like flip a coin. Yeah. And doesn't a twelve always beat a five every year too? Like that's they, what it they seems say. like. There was like a streak where it happened at least once a year for yeah. No sixteens this year. No uh, no West Virginia action going on. I, or I've I've never in my entire life chosen a sixteen seed, you and can't. I never will. And I never. They've will. only lost one time, and I do no research years. on it. I literally just go through and one, one, one. Yeah, one. no, that's the first thing I do every time I start the bracket is click all the ones. You don't even need to wait for the playing games. No, so, absolutely. That's breaking bets. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple people. I know the from the 108 tourney is going on right now, and I was heavily involved in the um, what do you call it, the battle royale portion of it because those assholes didn't put me in the actual tournament, even though I had they had me on their festivist thing. But enough people voted me into the battle royale, so I went into that and I was defeated by Gas Money Bob, who I have a ton of respect for. Um, congrats to him on making it to the tournament, but I do want to shout out. I have five people that are in the 108 tournament that I'm rooting for. Of course, I'm starting with number one, Nick Morowski. I like Nick a lot. He's the mustache guy. One of my favorite people on Sox Twitter. I'd like to have him as a guest on, um, Crosstown Crosstalk one of these days. Number two is the winner of Beef Loaf versus Alyssa Bergamini. I love Beef Loaf. You know, him and I have become pals over the Twitterverse over the last couple months. And then Alyssa Bergamini is a proud friend of the Barroom Network. She will be our first guest on South Burbs Hitman podcast, the White Sox podcast, every Monday night um, on April 2nd, I think it is, whatever the first 
uh, Monday in April. That's doing that's doing Bulls she's... games now too. She's over. Yeah, at the, she got a job UC. doing Bulls games, yeah, the gambling really... side of things. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, DraftKings or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, very cool. Um, obviously, number three, Brian Knights. I met Brian Knights at a Sox game last year. Good dude. Uh, does the cue the motherfucking Blues Brothers after every single Sox win, and then cue landslide after every Sox loss. Love his content. Uh, I, I'm rooting for an underdog named Husky Bardo. Husky Bardo made the part portion of the bracket where every single person has under a thousand followers. He has since eclipsed a thousand followers due to all the exposure that the 108 tournament gives you. Like even being in the battle royale, it gained 25 followers. So congrats to Husky Bardo rooting for you too. And then of course my guy Kenwell. I have gotten in many, many internet fights over my day when it comes to sports, right? I've argued time and time again with some of these people on the internet and I've become less of a reply guy over the last year or so. I don't reply to that many people, but Kenwo and I, we've gone at it. He hates Yohan Moncada for whatever reason. He has some dog shit takes about the White Sox, but you know what I like about people with dog shit takes? They stick to them. If you stick to your dog shit takes, I respect your dog shit takes, and that's why I like Kenwo. So those are the five people that – well, I named six people, but Alyssa and Beeflo for playing each other in the first round, so it's the winner of that game. Um, good luck to all the people in the from the 108 tournament. I, you know, I love the White Sox. I love White Sox Twitter, and you know that's how I got to say about that. Frank and Joe, what do you got? I'm very excited for March Madness. That's all I got to say. Know. Is I look forward to this every year, and it's we're literally less than 24 hours away from its beginning. Joseph, couldn't agree more. I'm not the huge college sports guy in general, but college basketball, I find myself uh, watching. I don't and I say, I'll be honest. I've I have no problem admitting this. I'm not gonna sit there and watch every game. I'm not gonna sit there and watch half the games. But there's gonna be multiple games where I'm tuned in at the last two minutes, and it's gonna be the most <laughs> exciting two minutes of sports that I've watched in months. So I'm looking forward to that. Joe, you know who's not in the bracket? Oh well, you said that with a with a, a condescending voice. Am I gonna be sad? Who is yeah, it? Yeah. Colin Welp. Colin Welp didn't make it. This fucking guy. <laughs> God. It's, Never it's gonna make sad. it to the show. Yeah, dude. You know, honestly, ever since he didn't reply to me on Twitter, I, I don't feel as bad. Like, stay humble, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate when people don't reply to me, even though I reply to almost nobody. Yeah, we gave him a nice message too. Really, he helped. All right, a little backstory, real quick. I know we gotta get going here. Colin Well, people, I don't even know what the fuck shitty school he plays for. What is it, Frank? He plays for like UC Riverside or yeah, something. Some, or, or some, something. Some weird. Some, I don't know exactly. No, right? no school. And for some reason, Frankie and I had money on him and or had his school. And he fucking played. <laughs> I know you're a fucking degenerate. Holy and fuck. He, he played, this guy, Colin Welp, let me tell you, played out of his mind. He was fucking, he looked, he had confidence. He had swagger. He had it all. He looked like an NBA fucking top prospect. Long story short, after the game, me and Frank, we won our money. I gave him a nice little message on Twitter.com. Didn't reply. This guy had like not even, he's like a thousand followers, not even, and he didn't even reply to me. I told him, hey, man, great game. We saw you tonight. I just wanted to say, keep up the good work. Nothing. Silent. Since that day, his school has been trash, and he's probably never going to make it. So good for him. <laughs> and uh, I think that was the game, Joey, where you made me laugh, where it's like, because Joey was always confused about the fouls. be like, oh, this guy gets hit hard and there's no foul and this guy barely gets touched and we're watching the game and I get a text from Joey he's like this guy goes down like a sack of potatoes and there's no foul called and I just lost it that's yeah, I mean, one of the funniest things that I've heard him say it's so it's so like frustrating watching college basketball that's why I can only watch the last two minutes and of course the last two minutes was foul after foul after foul it's like 
It's a long ass process. And then another thing about college basketball, it's like they're fucking missing every shot. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you, you, and then you watch an NBA game. Like, remember when we turned on the Bulls? Like, <laughs> like we were watching college basketball. We were betting on that. I was getting so mad because these fuckers couldn't hit a three throw, a three pointer to save their lives. And then we throw on an NBA game. They're draining every fucking shot. And the one game that they didn't drain, Joe, you remember Kawhi? Oh, my God. Kawhi would only hit threes when I bet against him. And then when I bet on Kawhi's team, it's like fucking nothing. Brick, brick, brick. Joe, what team does Kawhi Leonard play for right now? I could not tell you. (laughs) Frank, give a shout-out to Russell Westbrick before we get out of here. Yeah, I just want to shout-out and say uh, how great he's been doing. Um, shooting a whopping 9% from three since the all-star break. Um, you're doing great, buddy. Keep up the good work. Uh, uh yeah. So, and I he, think Frank took the Lakers and they're, they're on, a, I don't even know. It's like they're in an empire and it just crumbled. What if they're they not, had a playoff. DeRozan they're like not a playoff of, team right now? What if they had DeMar DeRozan instead of Westbrook? Like they, like DeRozan wanted then they would be a playoff team. DeRozan wanted to be a Laker, and then they said, no, we want Westbrook. That's a tweak. Yeah, no shit. DeRozan might win MVP. I mean, he's just – he stinks. So I I like now that, like, it's starting to click in everybody's minds. And, like, now Barstool, like, tweet a video. And Barstool's like, wow, what a great play from uh, Westbrook. And then all of a sudden you click the video, and it's him, like, doing a terrible turnover (laughs) pass. And, like, everybody's on board now. They're on board now because it's accurate now. It's been accurate for the past couple years. Frank, you used to shit this talk just, Westbrook this, when he was this still stuff a top twenty player. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. No, this it was is, gra- this has it been a gradual. You hated Westbrook when he was still a top twenty player, though. I hated Westbrook when I learned that he just airballs easy shots, and like it's not all about him. Do you think you would airball less? Yeah, I could get it to the rim. If you tried. Like, if your only goal wasn't to get it in the basket, just not airball it. Yeah, I could hit the rim. All right. I believe it. I mean, I this guy's an NBA it. player. I mean, he shouldn't airball that much. And stop shooting Joey, from three if you're only hitting 9% of your threes. Yeah, I get it. Joe, are you excited for Obi-Wan? Don't even fucking get me started. <laughs> All right. We're not going to get him started. We'll talk about that next week for sure. Um, there you go. Boba Fett's helmet and the lightsaber with Iron Man's helmet and some Switch games. For at the King Bean on Twitter, at Joey Parisi on Twitter, I'm at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. Don't listen to what anybody but me says to you about Puckgate. It's my puck that Joey can have forever. I hope you enjoy it. Hashtag Puckgate. Hashtag Vince Puck. Hashtag VP. Let's go Devils. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to Crosstown Crosstalk, where my guest will be the great Joe Mandel, where we will discuss all things Chicago baseball, Major League Baseball, lockout, preview Sox Burbs hit or South Burbs Hitman, ready to go. Can't wait for that. You know, Saya Suzuki chose the Cubs. Don't know why. Uh, Schwarber's going to the Phillies. Rizzo's going back to the Yankees. We don't know where Bryant's going. We don't know where Castellanos is going. We don't know where Correa's going. We don't know where Freeman's going. We'll probably find out at least half of that between now and the start of tomorrow's show is my prediction. We'll find out at least half of what I just said. We don't know. We'll find out by tomorrow's show. So make sure you tune in for that. Very much looking forward to discussing baseball with Joe. 
And guys, it was a great show. Like I said, you can follow at the King Bean on Twitter, at Joey Parisi on Twitter, at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. And as always, happy St. Patrick's Day. Stay safe, eat green stuff, and thank you for listening. Where could it be? I can't find it anywhere. Me gold and delicious gold. Like smart? Tell me where to get them shoes They need a clean and a polish I can do that for you But tell me which one of you stole me gold Me precious pot of gold I would probably kill for me gold Truth be told Why'd you have to go to the end of the rainbow I know that you got my gold You shouldn't take what doesn't belong to don't you know how the fairy tales go? If you find G a leprechaun, don't take your eyes off him, I'll disappear in broad daylight. I can grant you a wish or give you a kind, but you gotta capture me right. No four-leaf clover, no deal, my dear. I guess that I will be getting out of here. But I will be back for me gold coin sack counting like a voracious cashier. <laughs> Tell me where to get them shoes They need a clean and a polish I can do that for you But tell me which one of you stole me gold Me precious pot of 